I saw you guys were even on television the other day. Yeah, so I'm like, look at Ed Bailey and Dave Bracey on uh, Channel 2's <laughs> uh, morning program. All legitimized. Yeah, Ed Bailey and Ed Bailey, too. They, <laughs> they got my name a little mixed up. Is that what like, they said? Yeah, well, yeah, it was like a little bar underneath, and I looked down, and it said Ed Bailey, and I was like, yeah, I'll own it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, we don't get many black guys here. We just, yeah. this was, Everyone know, that we've had is named Ed Bailey. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Good deal of sunshine today. Breezy and chilly, but warmer than yesterday. High of 37, mostly clear. Tonight will drop down into the upper 20s and then increasing clouds during the day Saturday. Good deal of sunshine, though. High temperature, 46. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. It's 23 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A spending bill that would keep the government open is considered a long shot to win approval in the Senate. The measure would provide four weeks of funding and keep the government running past midnight tonight, but it needs 60 votes to pass in the Senate, and that means at least nine Democrats would have to support it, assuming all 51 Republicans vote yes. Democrats are under pressure to vote against any spending bill that doesn't include protection for young immigrants brought to the U.S. illegally as children. Like, isn't it stupid that the government would just shut down? Isn't there another solution to just extend it for another week until they can figure it out? Which they've done uh, twice already, I think. I don't don't remember this, but the government did shut down. I was watching the news, they said, in 2013, I think. Yeah. Which I don't remember, but... I remember that. A U.S. deputy marshal is dead and a second officer wounded after trying to serve a warrant to a Pennsylvania woman. Shayla Pierce of Harrisburg was wanted for terroristic threats with a weapon. As the marshals were placing her under arrest, a man opened fire from the second floor, killing a deputy. Second officer was wounded but is expected to survive. The gunman was shot and killed. Disgraced Leechburg Police Chief Mike Diebold is headed to a permanent protection from abuse hearing. Court records show Diebold's wife, Danielle, fired filed for the request. A week ago, Diebold is accused of trying to solicit sex online from someone he thought was a 14-year-old girl. Diebold posted bond after several days in Westmoreland County Prison. He also has his preliminary hearing on those sex charges today. Teenagers who use marijuana or smoke cigarettes are more likely to experience psychotic-like episodes. A new study from the University of Bristol in the U.K. finds that those who use cannabis regularly are two to three times more likely to have a psychotic outcome such as delusions or hallucinations. Those who smoke cigarettes at an early age are about 4% more likely to have an episode before the age of 18. With marijuana alone, it's about 3%. If they start using later in their teens, the risk jumps to nearly 12%. However, the study did not take into account if people were already prone to psychotic episodes. Right. And that's kind of a big component there. How many of those people we're ate already... ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Right. And and if you try to quit smoking cigarettes, you're going to have some psychotic dreams, apparently. Because Chantix, one of the scariest things, one of the reasons I never took Chantix was they said, Change in dreams. I was like, what? that I don't know what that means, but that scares me. Yeah, I, I mean, in all seriousness, one hundred. I'm like not joking around. A friend of mine, he died, and it's because of Chantix. Really? And, yes, because he was he couldn't sleep the whole time he was on it. He was desperate to quit smoking, so he took Chantix, 
and he wasn't sleeping and he was miserable and he looked awful. And, you know, everyone's like, dude, you got to sleep. You got to sleep. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he wasn't afraid to, uh, self-medicate and he's like, all right. So he was like taking downers to sleep. And then if you do that, yeah, and you have some cocktails, your heart slows down. It stops. Hmm. There's kid who should have never died and you know admittedly it was he was he looked like everybody was just for weeks like dude start smoking again yeah that stuff like it affects your sleep so greatly like it's like it seems like it's worse than not sleeping that when you do sleep it's like terror right Mm -hmm. nightmare on elm street stuff I just don't understand how you could be a drug company. You could come up with, you know, with a solution to a problem that people are having and then take it to who what is it? The F- FDA. FDA and say like, yeah, the only thing is is that uh some of the rats that we tested this on uh killed themselves and started having psychotic dreams. Well, oh, well. We'll still take it to market. Yeah, most of the most of those drug commercials you see, the side effects are longer. longer. It takes a longer amount of time to tell you what the side effects are than what it does for you. That's good. And they're reading it over like some soft jazz while yeah. somebody's walking through the woods or something. And you're but like, yet, what the hell? People are against something natural like medical marijuana. Right. Yeah, exactly. But go ahead and take all the chemicals you want that have side effects that are, you know, a list longer than your arm. But well, uh, because the big pharmaceuticals have the money to gain, they're they're the ones behind the smear campaigns <laughs> to bribe politicians. I mean, sir, talk to I'll, Serena I mean, sometime. She'll tell you. What, that's what lobbying is to me. It is. And people are finally coming to see the light when it comes to marijuana, and particularly I think the effect that CBD oil has had for people. Yeah, I have, and Channel Four did two stories on it last night about CBD oil. I've been giving my dogs CBD treats for like their mm-hmm. arthritis, and so I think we're going to step it up even more. Yeah, it's people have had great effect. My what, th- you should take some. And, I know. And yeah, give some to Tim and <laughs> and put it in a treat for Tim. <laughs> Here's a banana blueberry treat. <laughs> take two a day. <laughs> it's like uh, in that movie brain candy that the kids in the hall did which i still think you could watch it today and it'll still be funny it's probably 25 years old at this point but it's about a drug manufacturer it's about they found the cure for depression and just how funny it is and then eventually it turns people like catatonic but at one point they're they're joking around in the lab and the uh you know owner of the big drug company's like I hear we have a solution. They're like, we have something that has great effects, sir. We're very happy with it. And he's like, well, as long as there are no flipper babies. And then everyone laughs. And the lead like scientist is like, <laughs> there are a few flipper babies. <laughs> <laughs> a Japanese rail line is using a bark to help prevent deer deaths. Japanese researchers have equipped a train with a speaker that barks like a dog and snorts like a deer in order to prevent collisions. A newspaper there reporting the combination hopefully will scare the deer away from the tracks. About 20 seconds of a dog barking is enough to send them scurrying into the woods. I think everybody in the States where their deer car crashes, that should mm-hmm. be your horn. Right. Just 
Roar, 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 roar. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> it would just sound like a thousand dogs barking all, right. all day. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> apparently enough to send them into the woods. Deer are uh, attracted to the rails. They lick off the iron filings from the rails because they need iron in their diet. God, they're dumb. So we, <laughs> maybe we should just throw iron filings into the woods there. Yeah, but. very dumb. The 2003 George Harrison Live Tribute Collection concert for George is set to be expanded and reissued in time for the late Beatles' birthday. In a press release issued uh, this week, Harrison's widow Olivia said the original two-disc set will also be available February 23rd as a two-CD plus two-DVD and two-CD plus two-Blu-ray combo packages featuring performances from Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Eric Clapton, Billy Preston, and others. The tribute concert was originally held November 29th, 2002, a year after Harrison's death. That was at the Royal Albert Hall in London. U2 is among the latest group of acts uh, announced to perform at the 60th annual Grammy Awards at Madison Square Garden. So far, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers have been the only rock act scheduled to perform at the January 28th event, which will air live on CBS. The Grammys will put on a special tribute to honor the victims lost in gun violence during various 2017 shows. The award show is reuniting three Nashville artists who performed at the Route 91 Harvest Festival in Las Vegas for the first time since that mass shooting. Grammy Award CEO Neil Portnow announced the brothers Osborne, Eric Church, and Marin Morris will come together on stage during the tribute in what he's calling a powerful force that unites us all. That tribute will air live during the Grammys next weekend. Portnow believes the music business isn't doing its job if it doesn't reflect on these tremendous losses and continue to provide safe spaces for fans to gather. Breezy, sunny, a little warmer today, upper 30s for the high. It's 22 at DVE. Go on, I like what I hear so far. It's exactly like stummies. And the twist is? It's a much bigger pill. <laughs> I like a lot. Is it ready for production? Yes, sir, it's ready to go. Yeah, but have there been any side effects? Yes, sir, a few side effects. Well, that's okay. As long as there's no flipper babies, right, Don? <laughs> <laughs> well, there have been a few flipper babies. <laughs> George Harrison. By the way, that Mark McKinney character there you heard was, uh, you know how Dr. Evil was based on Lorne Michaels? So yeah. Mark McKinney did it first in Brain Candy. What is life? George Harrison gets us going today. Big show. Tell you all about it after we celebrate. Sigold. That was a terrible accent. What is life? George Harrison. His birthday celebration coming up, as uh, you heard Val talking about. Coming up later on the show today, comedian Brad Williams live in studio. Excited to hang out with Brad. Yes. He's just one of the best. Brad's awesome. Uh, also, Bill Peduto, the mayor, is going to be calling in. And uh, Chrome Moses playing in the coffee house for you. Um, no word if anybody is going to be spanking anybody with the cover of Forbes magazine. <laughs> that being, of course, the big salacious Donald Trump news of the day. Yes. Stormy Daniels claimed that he, she spanked Donald Trump with a copy of Forbes magazine, <laughs> in which he was on the cover. At his request. So yeah. disturbing. Did you see the cover? No. Is it a cover of... Stormy Daniels spanking him with the cover of Forbes magazine? Is it like one of those no, infinity it's, things? it's Donald Trump and his kids. And she had... Well, so it gets creepier. It's an international, a global embarrassment. 
on a daily basis, and isn't it fun? It's like uh, being on a ride at Kennywood that's broken, <laughs> and you're just praying, please, please hang on. Let this not go off the rails. Please hang on Completely. for one more run. King Ralph was more plausible than what's going on right <laughs> it's now. Just it made more sense. Tomorrow's the one year anniversary. Insanity. Yeah, and he's a hundred thousand dollar a a plate dinner at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, the government might shut down, but you can pay a hundred thousand dollars to hang out in uh, what it's like the the espionage Key West. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan now considering a run for office. By the way, just hey. to let you know for which office, not this president. Is, Governor, Florida. Ah, hey, Jesse Ventura was a governor. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so was now. Wait a minute. He might win. The Hulkster. If I run, I will win. He said. Yeah, I mean, how could you not think he would win at this point? The governor doesn't have a ten-inch penis, but Hulk Hogan <laughs> has a ten-inch penis. <laughs> There's. We can't let Hulk Hogan, the yes, kid, we can. kid Rock and Hulk we Hogan will. and Oprah and all these people. Stop it. Polis, people who understand governing and policy matters. It is not a popularity contest. It's for dorks. And yeah. people with. <laughs> we shouldn't all have to think about it this much. It's supposed to be them thinking about it. By the way, did you watch the Penguins game last night? I did no, not. No, it didn't start till like 10 o'clock, right? Yeah, I watched until about 11 the first period, basically, the mascot um, of the, uh, Kings? the Kings had a Jaguars helmet. It was dangling Taunting. it around the Penguins bench. Just kind of a dumb thing to do. Well, somebody spare them. Yeah, but it's I don't think most of the people on the Penguins are necessarily like burned by that at all. I'm saying a couple French guys and Russians looking up like, <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> is uh, this uh, supposed to be some kind of burn or something? The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, are looking for any advantage they can get this weekend. A first grade class in Jacksonville put together a book of secret tips, notes, and words of encouragement to help them out. Aww. Yeah. The manual is called Dear Jags. Want to beat the Patriots? <laughs> Dear Jags. Dear Jags. Here's how. Advice Dear from your number one fans <laughs> in Bulls first grade. <laughs> Coach Doug Marone had it with him at a press conference yesterday. These guys are not ready. They're, they're, they're they, they already. This is their. And this is their Super Bowl. They're they're already there. Leonard Fournette got in an accident with Steelers fans yesterday, yeah. and Tom Brady hurt his hand. That the Tom Brady hurt in his hand thing. I'm not sure. That is that uh, fake news generated out I, of New England? I think so. I, he hit it on a helmet. They said he was fine. He sat out one practice just as a He's precaution. A anyway. Did you hear somebody ask Devin McCourty about it? They were like, did you see what happened to Tom's hand? He's like, no, Tom is so good looking. Um, <laughs> when I look at him, all I see is his face. He really isn't good looking. I don't know why people think he is. He looks like Frankenstein. He, You think? Ugh. Big square head, dumb dumb looking. He looks like Dexter Morgan. He looks like he looks completely empty. Yeah, well, like that's why him, that remember the Tom Brady mask. That's why it was so spooky because <laughs> much like Tom Brady, it was vacant, dead behind the eyes, dead behind the eyes. That's why he could be Dexter Morgan. 
One student suggested probably as a kill room in this uh, Dear Jags want to beat the Patriots book was quote intercept the ball score touchdowns stay on your man eat lots of chicken oh okay just eat lots of chicken TB twelve will be like uh actually not before six o'clock and <laughs> after seven thirty no nightshade Only vegetables chicken if it's seared make sure you take the snake oil that I'm peddling the band that Pete Townsend used on this album. Which was Empty Glass, I believe, right? I think so. Big Country. Remember the band Big Country? In a big country. You got it. This is such a great record. Listen to this start to finish. Listen to Steppenwolf's Greatest Hits, and then listen to Pete Townsend, (laughs) Empty Glass. DBE. Ah, such a great record. All right, sports coming up next. Randy Slack filling in. We want to congratulate Slack. He's only going to be here for another 10 days. Not even. It's amazing. Congratulations. Yay, Another week. Bob. One more week for Slack, and uh, or is it two more weeks? Two more weeks? Two full weeks? End of the month. End of the month, okay. He's definitely going to have senioritis, though, the, the, the rest of the month. <laughs> I, might not even, I might not even make it through the uh, sportscast. No, I know. He's with you. Uh, accepted a job in Wilmington, North Carolina? Yes, the North. Port City. Nice, buddy. Moving up in the world. Slack's got his own morning show. Yeah. Psyched for you. It's awesome. It really is. It, it's it's incredible, and now you uh, hopefully will graduate to having your own Slack. Yeah, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be nice. But right now, it's going to be you. It, I, I'm my own Slack. You yeah, are doing it all. One man yeah. show. I'm my own Slack, my own Val, my own Bill, my own Mike. <laughs> You're like yeah. one of those performers that has the backpack with the symbols, yes. and he has the. <laughs> <laughs> the drums in between his legs. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get you some reps and some practice. When when we come back, Slack will give you an update. Sports uh, later this morning, Tim Benz will be filling in for Mike Pursuta, who's uh, just kicking out the last of that flu. That's coming up. DVE Sports. All right, Pursuta is out. Here's Randy Slack. The sports update for you now on DVE. What's up, Slack? Uh, Casey DeSmith stopping 28 shots in his first NHL start, and Patrick Hornquist finds a way to win and gets two goals in last night's 3-1 win against the Los Angeles Kings. The Pens keep the wild cards uh, keep in the wild card hunt, three points ahead of the Flyers and the New York Islanders. The Penguins continue their West Coast trip in San Jose tomorrow night, face off eight o'clock. Catch that sweet hockey action on the Pens flagship 105.9 The X. You know, we've been talking about the Pirates and, you know, how not great they've, you know, with the, the PR and things of that nature and trading guys. I can tell you one guy they're not going to trade. I did a quick search of the promotional nights. There's a Starly Marte kids replica jersey night in September. That's after the trade deadline. Oh, that's so, got disaster written so all he's, over it. So he'll, he'll, he'll be on the team because... Will he be able to play or will he be suspended? He potentially could be suspended, but he won't be traded because Bob Nutty's not going to, you know, waste all that money he spent printing those kids' replica jerseys. So. No, you're wrong. Do you know how many times they've had bobblehead night for people that aren't here anymore? I think we're <laughs> on like five. I think that's a an actual episode, Rick Seaback, bobbleheads that aren't here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one current pirate with a bobblehead night. They're only doing two of them this year. One it says vintage pirates bobblehead. The second one is Josh Bell. That's that, a safe one. That's it. That's the list. I thought you were going to say Jay Hay, and I thought you were going to say either Jay Hay or they just go vintage all year like Willie Stargell. 
come out for Roberto Clement. Like just players that have already, yeah. you know, since. No, it'll it'll be vintage. Remember AJ Burnett? We were good then. Here's his bobblehead. Sit the f down. Randy Fickner has officially been named the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fickner was uh, will also keep his role as quarterback coach, a position he's held for the last eight seasons. Uh, Fickner is an original member of the Tomlin staff being hired in January of 2007. And also a roadie for Foghat. <laughs> so it's good for him that he can finally stay here. I think he bought tickets for all three of the Donnie Irish shows at the Palace Theater. There's no question. <laughs> In his first eight seasons under Fickner, Ben Roethlisberger has thrown for nearly 32,000 yards and just over 200 touchdowns. The NHL is standing behind their pick of Kid Rock as the musical act for the NHL All-Star Game, saying that the choice was based purely on entertainment and the fact that Kid Rock is a hockey lover. It has nothing to do with his ties to Trump or they're not trying to get political. They should have got the Russian policeman squire. I like that. The, I like you know, that. You remember them? Yeah. yeah. It's a good call. Uh, 31-year-old Sean McVay has been named AP Coach of the Year for turning the Rams uh, to 11-5 and this season with a 149-point differential. And, uh, Val, as you mentioned earlier, Leonard Fournette was in a minor car accident earlier this week with a Steeler fan. The lady that rear-ended him, when I guess when they took a picture, she showed that her family was at the game at Heinz Field. Um, the weirdest part of this story, the bumper on his Mercedes came off and the cop came up to Fournette and was like, can you sign this bumper? He autographed the bumper he, and what, gave it to him. Didn't they say the base price on that car was like $190,000? Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly expensive car. The, I guess the bumper itself, Fournette claimed it, it was worth about $50,000, which doesn't really make sense. If the car's worth one ninety, how could the rear bumper be worth fifty grand? That would mean the rest of the cars, you know. Maybe it was diamond-studded. Perhaps. Was the girl who rear-ended Fournette Mike Mitchell's girlfriend? <laughs> I don't know. Mike they were Mitchell, both just chasing him all day. Mike Mitchell didn't really hit a lot of people, so I don't know if she would either. Uh, and the curse of Brian Hoyer continues. Tom, Haiti, Tom Brady's hand should be okay, but he wore two gloves, two red gloves. I don't know if, what that means, the significance of that, but every report said two red gloves at practice. I say it's the curse of Brian Hoyer because since 2012, perennial backup Brian Hoyer has started at least one game for every team he's been on, except the Patriots. He started for the Cardinals, Houston, Cleveland, Chicago. Everywhere he's been, he somehow starts a game because the other guy gets banged up. Could Hoyer beat the Jaguars? Maybe. I don't know. I just think this is going to be one of those. It's going to be another stupid season for the lore of Tom Brady. Of look at Tom Brady. This is going to be his Kurt Schilling bloody sock. He was able to beat the Jags with a banged up hand, and then he went to the Super Bowl and faced the Vikings in their home stadium. He was the road team in the Super Bowl. Oh, look at Tom Brady overcoming all the odds. It's going to be one of those stupid. I hate Tom Brady. You know when they sign Brian Hoyer on your team, Val, it probably sounds like this. What's that from? Is that from like Charlie's Angels? Brady Bunch. Oh, oh the, the tiki. Uh, yeah, the episode where they brought the tiki back. The tiki. When they sure find the haunted effect was used a lot. Tiki in Hawaii, they found a reason to send the Brady Bunch to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Brady was uh, getting. <laughs> Never mind.
By the way, the Vikings, if they go to the Super Bowl, they are the road team. The NFC is the road team in the Super Bowl. So they will have to use. They can't use their indoor facility. Oh. They would have to use whatever facility the the road team would use, and they won't be in their locker room. They're the, like the AFC team. So Bill Belichick potentially could be using the Vikings practice facility, the Vikings offices, the Vikings home locker room. Dude, that's weird. That's like the Vikings are going to be giving themselves a stranger right. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's uh. crazy. That was sports. I'm slack. Thanks, Slack. I'll tell you a reason you should not eat sushi. And we'll talk about popcorn. Today's National Popcorn Day. We'll talk about hey. favorite flavors. Ooh. How exciting. That sounds thrilling. <laughs> I can't wait. Hey, it's mid-January. The Steelers are done. Not a whole lot. Yeah, what do you want about. from us? Right. Uh, Brad Williams coming in on the show today. He's going to be at the Improv all weekend long. He'll be in in about 45 minutes. Also, Mayor Bill Peduto. I'm going to grill him about a bunch of stuff. And our friend Greg Brown, poor Greg Brown, broadcaster for the Pirates, tweets out support of Bob Nutting last night, and it did not go well. When bad weather hits, you want a forecast you can count on. Here at Channel 9 News, we've got the most up-to-date, state-of-the-art, weather forecasting computer in all of western Pennsylvania. The biggest and most accurate, the Channel 9 Stormfinder 9000. Stormfinder 9000. Only one problem. We broke it. That's right. We broke it. I didn't break it. I might have broken it. I spilled something on it last week. It's probably the cumulative effect of many different people who don't know what they're doing monkeying around with the Stormfinder 9000. Stormfinder 9000. We probably should have played that fancy Stormfinder sound effect earlier before we told everyone it was broken. Stormfinder 9,000. We should definitely not play that anymore. Because the Stormfinder 9,000 is broken. And we need someone to fix it. It makes a clicking sound. Like it wants to work. But it just can't seem to get going. We found one guy who said he could fix it. But you wouldn't believe the price he quoted us. And around here these days at Channel 9. We're a little tight on cash. Because we spent so much money on the Stormfinder 9000. And the big voice guy. Stormfinder 9000. So if you're someone who's good with computer forecasting models, you can count on Channel 9 for some side business. We're looking for someone willing to work under the table. Perhaps on the weekend. Without your boss. Ever. Finding out. Tune in to Channel 9 for breaking news. The latest sports updates. But as far as the weather goes. If there's a big storm. We're hoping you guys will call us. Especially if we should take cover. Channel 9 News. The most trusted name in news and sports. But somebody broke the storm finder. And blowing on it like a Nintendo cartridge. Didn't work. I just thought of something that we should unplug it and plug it back in again i've already tried that at channel 9 news we're fresh out of ideas on how to fix the Stormfinder 9000 Stormfinder 9000 morning show and the pirates have somehow turned a lot of the 
anger towards the Steelers getting knocked out early and had it all directed, redirected right uh, at PNC Park. Getting rid of Kutch, getting rid of, of, of Cole and Bob Nutting making comments that sounded tone deaf at best. Caused a lot of people to sign a petition demanding he sell the team. So now he has to, which is sad. Um, <laughs> 40,000 people signed that petition a couple uh, days ago. 400,000 would sign it if they could or thought it was going to do something. Greg Brown, the Pirates announcer, good guy. I like Brownie. I like Greg a lot. We disagree on stuff, but I like Greg a lot. I've done a lot of charity events with Greg. He, he's one of the nicest guys. But he tweeted last night, some fake news out there. I happen to know Bob Nutting. He's as good as a man as I've ever met. He's an excellent team owner who righted a sinking pirate ship. He cares deeply about the organization and wants to bring a championship to Pittsburgh. That is the truth. Uh, the comments that followed that. <laughs> R.I.P. his mentions. You can't. I can't really say too many of them on the air, but clear the deck, BS come in, clear the deck, brown nose are coming. Um, mm-hmm. I, too, by the way, think my boss is great. <laughs> it just doesn't sound good, and the evidence doesn't back that statement up. Yeah, he might want to win, but he is not spending any money to do it. He wants to win without having to really risk anything. He wants to bleed the the fans dry as he possibly can, as dry as he possibly can, and uh, you know not have to put anything back into the organization. That's just a fact. He, Garrett knew uh, Gar- Garrett Cole is fake news, and all the players who felt like they were dying alive in that locker room is fake news. Jay Hay wanting out of here is not fake. That's news. not fake news. Andrew McCutcheon is probably thrilled. To be away from these guys, just like every other player that leaves here. So I like Greg a lot, but this is a bad take. It does appeal to the diehard fans, but you cannot because they have to have it. It's like Penn State. You can't take it away from them, Bill. Right. You can't do it. So they're going to defend it. They're in too deep. Yes. Now. Right. In terms of what they've invested in this team. Right. From a fan standpoint. But you cannot objectively look at what has happened with the Pirates and not see those three years as an anomaly. I just don't. The thing that still upsets me about the Kutch thing is that they didn't. It was business as usual, even though he's one of the most iconic players ever to be on the Pirates. Just the face of the franchise. You know, you you didn't treat him any differently than you would treat anybody. He was Neil Walker, Cole. Name any player that they didn't pay. Russ Martin is just like he had one year left, and uh, see ya. Thanks. That's what they do. You go ahead and walk for uh, the fourth best prospect on the Giants and a pitcher that has some uh, control issues for the bullpen. Well, again, if they got some quality back, I don't think people would have had that much of a problem with it. <sighs> had to blow off my mouse. That's where we are. My mouse, if I if I don't, is that it's a like euphemism. A, my mouse is like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody come blow on my mouse. Whoa! <laughs> it's like a Nintendo cartridge. If I don't blow on the damn thing, do you 
Which one is yours? A ball or a laser? It's a laser. Oh, freaking laser beam! So I have no idea what's going on, other There's, than what if you turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> huh. There is Good an t- on-off switch on. Call the engineers. I'm looking forward to the uh, What's that other replay of the Greg next. Brown biography. You know, Greg, our good friend Greg, who we who we truly do love. He he is awesome. Oh, he's great. Uh, you know, he's been watching just horrible baseball for over two decades. So tonight on Root Sports, you know, before they televise the game, this will be cool. They have a a quick bio of Greg Brown stuff you might not have known about Greg, which this will be really interesting. Tonight on Root Sports, Greg Brown, a biography. Learn about Greg's days as a younger teenager learning to love the game. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, 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 yes! Oh, yes! 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 Greg? Greg, what are you doing in there? Uh, I'm watching baseball! Uh, 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 uh. Cannonball coming! <laughs> Clear the deck! How about that? Oh, my. Gregory, you listen to me. The Lord will strike you blind if you keep that up. Greg, you open up this door right now. I am not buying you new sweat socks, Buster. Oh, my. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, this is unbelievable. Well, that's it. I'm breaking down this door. And here comes Mom to the mound to have a talk with her son. And, oh, my. Ray... Ray Fossey wasn't hit by Pete Rose as hard as you hit that door. Would you look at that? You are watching baseball. It's the most unbelievable game I've ever seen. Okay, okay, honey, pull up your pants and let's get ready for dinner. (laughs) The Greg Brown Biography, tonight on Root Sports. Uh, Hulk Hogan now considering a run for office, by the way. Just to let you know. For which office? Not president. Governor, Florida. Oh, hey, Jesse Ventura was a governor. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so was now, wait a minute. He might win. Hulkster? If I run, I will win, he said. Yeah, I mean, how could you not think he would win at this point? The governor doesn't have a 10-inch penis, but Hulk Hogan <laughs> has a 10-inch penis. <laughs> we can't let Hulk Hogan, the yes, kid, we can. kid Rock and Hulk we Hogan will. and Oprah and all these people. Stop it. People who understand governing and policy matters. It is not a popularity contest. It's for dorks. And people with... (laughs) We shouldn't all have to think about it this much. It's supposed to be them thinking about it. Randy Bauman and the... Uh, Let's see. uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Wrestler? Check. Sex tape? uh, With uh, porn star? Check. Check. Uh, Racist? Yeah, check. Dropping the N-bomb. This man's going to be our next president. Loves Florida. <laughs> check. <laughs> Orange. Check. <laughs> wow. What do you got going on over there? Got a weird hair thing going on. <laughs> check. check. This is really, this is getting scary. Yeah. He's checking all the boxes. Just stop it. Here's the Channel 11 In the WWE Hall of Fame. Brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Sunshine today, breezy and chilly, but warmer than yesterday. High of 37, mostly clear. Tonight will drop down into the upper 20s and then increasing clouds during the day Saturday. Good deal of sunshine, though. High temperature, 46. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. It is 24 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. President Trump telling America's workers that the nation is thriving. And those people are incredible workers 
and to show the world that America is back and that we are coming back bigger and better and stronger than ever before. And we're making our own product again. Visiting H&K Equipment in North Fayette, Trump cheered the big Republican tax cut bill that he signed just last month. But the tax cuts are the most significant tax cut, most significant reform in American history with tremendous tax relief for working families, for small businesses, for big businesses that produce jobs. Trump's appearance was uh, yesterday and scheduled to promote Republican congressional candidate Rick Saccone. Saccone is running against Democrat Connor Lamb in the 18th Congressional District. That seat came open after Republican Congressman Tim Murphy resigned last fall in disgrace. I don't remember if we talked about this on the air. It was breaking at the end of the show yesterday. Amazon officials say they cut the number of potential locations for the new second headquarters from 238 down to 20. And Pittsburgh made that cut. Top 20, baby. So up next will be official visits from Amazon representatives. And some tough questions that can be expected include uh, issues like public transportation, housing, and available workforce. Amazon's HQ2 brings with it a $5 billion investment into the local community. We don't have, like, uh, a tremendous... um public transportation system set up for them but with five billion dollars we'll be able to make one that's right (laughs) you know how they give water taxis so it's five billion dollars in your economy yeah supposedly projected but the amount of money that those guys get for putting their business somewhere and taxes like you pay for it in taxes Mm -hmm. all of these cities vying to get them have offered billions and billions of dollars of tax Tax relief to the richest guy in the world who treats his workers like crap. All of the people that work at Amazon are miserable. That's just something to consider. Low-paying, long hours, bad work conditions, like on on record over and over and over again. So you don't want Amazon here? I'm not saying that. I'm saying consider. That's something to consider. Be careful what you, you know. uh, Well, they said that before. Be careful what you wish for. Right. Because everything that comes with this. It could. Yeah, I thought we were all gonna gonna put on our tube tops and our push up bras and try to get them to come here. No, there are some very sound arguments for this not being a good thing. You know, it's very easy to just look at it at its face and go two billion dollars in the economy, twenty thousand dollars jobs. Why wouldn't you want that? But there are actually some reasons. Yeah, if you want to look for them, you can. I'm not. I have not come down firmly on either side, but I know that there are plenty of reasons not to love that idea. Good and bad. Right. The how like what Bill said about people being driven out of their communities, maybe another thing to consider. Yeah, people too. can't afford to live. The fabric well, of the town will fundamentally change. And my question is always, you know, they say, Oh, they're gonna bring all these thousands of jobs and it's like, are they gonna be all Pittsburgh people? Or are people are they gonna fly in their people? Like are people gonna come here from that don't live here to work here? Because then it's not helping our community as much. Is it Chris Ivey, the filmmaker from the East End, who has that series of YouTube films about the development in the East End? I believe that's I his don't name. Know. It's called um, <clears throat> Oh East Eastbound and Down. No, it's East of Liberty, I think, or something like that. Oh damn it, I'll figure it out. But it's a really good. I watched them. They're ten minute YouTube uh, 
shows. Mm-hmm. Like basically, it's like a threaded documentary about what's going on over there. If you're interested in that kind of thing, pretty cool to see the perspective of the people in the city of Pittsburgh who are affected. Well, it was a huge news story for a while, those people being driven out. You know, they're eliminating low-income housing over there, and they're like, yeah, just get out, basically. It just used to be that corporations had to play the game, you know? Like, you had to give back, and now it's like they just... No, we'll just take this property. Yeah, we're doing whatever we want, or we're going to take everything somewhere else. So I, I don't know. I don't know. If, uh, we'll talk to the mayor about it today. He's on the show. Bill Peduto, 845. But if you look in, uh, just Google Amazon work conditions, you know, there's article after article about it not being the best situation. A TV production crew is facing charges after trying to get a fake bomb through security at New Jersey's Newark Airport. It was a stunt meant to generate a news story, but instead the seven people involved became the story when they were stopped by TSA agents yesterday with a carry-on bag that contained wires and parts of a vacuum cleaner. The suspects claimed they were working for CNBC, but they were not. The group, including those videotaping and hoping to catch a security breach, worked for an outside production company that shot The Biggest Loser. All seven could be ordered to pay hefty fines for creating a false alarm and interfering with transportation. Today is net. Did you see where Chris Christie tried to get through? Yeah, and they were like, that. Nah, sorry. He wanted to go in the VIP line you're, in Newark. Not, and they're you're like, not a VIP anymore. Nope. This just in, meatloaf boy. <laughs> you're not that important anymore. I love that they made him get in the regular line because you know he was getting his... Fupa busted left and right. <laughs> so every day is some kind of day. Today is National Popcorn Day. Yay. A recent survey found 92% of us like to have some popcorn once in a while. The 10 Popcorn's most- Good thing they did that research. We got to find out how many people like That's popcorn. Right. How many people did you really have? How much money went into that? Show of hands, how many people like popcorn in here? All right. I can move on to the tapeworm story. Survey done. No, go ahead with your popcorn. Uh, the 10 most popular flavors, number one, the old classic butter and salt. Yeah, that's, come on, that's the, that's the jam. Let's be honest. White cheddar, caramel corn, kettle no. corn, nope. regular nope. cheddar, garlic. Nope. Ugh. Ugh. No. Turtle, which is oh, like yeah. a chocolate plain popcorn which is a very good low-fat snack like if you're on a diet that's a very good snack but who, who wants plain popcorn red velvet Oof, that sounds terrible they make red velvet Even though popcorn I, I love red velvet cupcakes Dude, red and- velvet is slowly becoming the new pumpkin spice like it is red velvet's creeping into everything yeah. i agree and zebra popcorn which is white and milk chocolate but no, not see, Chicago Steve style. Steve King from Iowa hates the zebra popcorn. <laughs> Chicago style not in there, though, which is cheddar and caramel, all in the same. Oof. Um, have you guys ever gone to Pittsburgh Popcorn Company in the Strip District? Yes. Oh, yeah. It will change your life. That place is so damn good. Last Christmas, I had like five tins of it shipped to my siblings. Mm-hmm. And the one that went to Erie, I had mm-hmm. two of them go to Erie, actually. Um the first night, you know, dinner's over and everything, and me and my brother and a couple of friends having beers, the popcorn comes out. I mean, by the end of the night, it looked like we all gotten a fight with a huge Cheeto. There was just <laughs> orange everywhere. The cheese, the, the cheddar at the Pittsburgh Popcorn Company, 
it just tastes like you're eating mo- the most delicious cheddar in the world. The only problem is if you're a phlegmy person, popcorn, I'm convinced it's going to take me down one of these. Yeah. <laughs> you almost need like a popcorn Heimlich, like a different kind. Is that somehow- it to cause phlegm or you get the little skinny skin thing stuck in your throat? The skin things get yeah. stuck, yeah. They had a they did a story over the Christmas break about the popcorn company down there and there were it was like the macaron it was there was a couple different places in the strip where people were going to either get macaroni or popcorn or something and there were lines out the door like oh, two, uh, two was, hour waits i was in the strip yeah. a couple days before christmas and pen mac you could not get in the place two hour wait at pen mac over it christmas it was nuts two hour wait people were hanging out i think a lot of people were like somehow privy to some dago red i saw a lot of p- like oh, it's it's social media posts. People so hang out. Yeah. Uh, would you eat something if there was a chance you'd get a five foot tapeworm? Would you, wait. Well, no. first of all, before we go any further, let's welcome our guest who just popped into the studio. Uh, he's at the Improv all weekend long, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Brad Williams, the great yeah, Brad Williams. Good morning. How he's are here. we? Uh, it's, now, when I walked in, that's when you talk about the five foot tapeworm. <laughs> I'm actually like a four foot tapeworm myself. <laughs> and, and to answer your question, yeah, tell me where the five foot tapeworm is. That's a good diet plan, man. You eat a tapeworm, you're good. It Wasn't is, that a yeah. thing like in L.A. at one yes, time? There were because there were, we're dumb. <laughs> that's why I like coming out to a place like Pittsburgh where you. Guys Guys know what a carb is. I, <laughs> I swear. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm here. I'm plugging my shows at the Improv this weekend. Yada yada. By the way, you but, got off stage like six hours ago. Yeah, and you already made it in here. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. I, I'm. 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 I'm human cocaine. Okay, yeah. like I, it's pretty insane. Uh, but uh, that people are like, oh man, you, you you like coming to Pittsburgh? Yes, because I come. I live in Los Angeles, where if you throw a French fry into the middle of a grocery store, people scatter. Like it's a live grenade. Okay, <laughs> people are afraid of carbs. You know, it's like uh, what? It's like it's like people don't like like carbs is right up there with Weinstein. It's like carbs <laughs> and Weinstein, and I don't know which is one and two. I don't know which one it is. And then I, and, and then I come to Pittsburgh. They're like, yeah, we throw them on the sandwich. I'm like, done. Yeah. <laughs> they, they serve a salad at the Improv. Where 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 I, I, I've got this opening act. Her name's Julia. She's this tiny little thing. And, and and she's eating healthy, and she she orders a salad. It came with French fries on it. I'm like, I love this city. I'm a fan of you, Pittsburgh. Yeah, for, yeah. The, the old Pittsburgh salad with French fries and ranch dressing. And yeah, ton of cheese. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay. So that'll clog your arteries just as bad. You're like, uh, can I eat a salad but still get early onset diabetes? Uh, and you're like, absolutely. We, we 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 have that here. We have that here. They're like, well, they're like, do do, do you really want to eat a salad? With uh, all the uh, the dressing and the and the fries, you're like, ah, I wasn't a big fan of my left foot, so uh, yeah, I can eat that, get rid of that. Sure, why not? That's a diabetes joke, people. All right, fantastic. Now we got people calling in. My mother has diabetes, and I and I got dwarfism. Shut up. Okay, we all got our thing. <laughs> I love when people come to me after shows like are like, do you know what I struggle with? I'm like, do you know what I struggle right. with? <laughs> like, oh, I see you're wearing clothes that are that that were made to fit you. That must be nice. <laughs>
Don't talk to me about what you struggle with. I, 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 I had to, I had to pick up on my wife with 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 Bob the Builder on my T-shirt. Okay, that's what I that's what I had to do. Don't talk to me about struggling when when you're like, oh yeah, this guy's wearing Hugo Boss. This this, this guy's wearing Gucci. What's Brad wearing? Dora the Explorer. So, <laughs> shut up. I uh, I was listening to Pete Holmes podcast and he yeah. had Penn Gillette on and they were both com- it was a giant. They were both complaining. Yeah. That apparently Lauren Michaels told them. Yeah. Tall people aren't funny. Damn right. And they can't be funny. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Lauren's a smart man. Only short people can be funny. That's why you got to come see me out at the improv this weekend. <laughs> Screw that. Don't yeah, don't wait for Leslie Jones to come by. <laughs> Someone's gonna tweet at her and say that I'm talking ass. I'm not. No. Leslie's hilarious. She's amazing. That uh, that and by the way, that was a tall joke. That wasn't a, yeah. a black or a female joke. Okay? Right. Yeah. Jeez. It's, it's tallest, not sexist. Yeah. Yeah. Sizes. Sizes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Size matters. Uh, yeah. So I mean, but that, but that's kind of. But do you true. think that there's uh, so because uh-huh. they could only come up with like five people, like John Cleese and maybe one other oh, guy really, that oh, was like really a tall, tall funny guy yeah but like uh do you, they they said that uh lauren's theory was mm-hmm. that uh that the shorter people overcompensate yes and that's why they are funnier yes because well it, it's the same reason why when, when you see like a smoking hot woman your initial thought is like all right probably not that funny because they've they, they, they've had they've been hot their whole lives, yeah. So they they haven't had no to, need develop. to develop. Yeah. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. When I say smoking hot woman, I I mean their whole lives. And you know the kind of women I'm talking about. Where like even even at age seven, you're like, yep, you're gonna do something <laughs> one day, like that kind. Not the ones that where you where you were late bloomer and like right after high school. That's 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 the sweet spot. That's the woman you want. That's find. the John Hughes movie. That's the take off the glasses uh, going to prom yeah. and all of a sudden she's hot. Exactly. So and, and and it's the same thing with uh with uh comedy where you don't want someone that's been good looking and tall and has everything just handed to them their whole lives and everyone agrees with them and wants to hang out with them. No, you want that person that no one wanted to hang out with and had to develop a personality and get funny and that now and now people latch onto us. Yeah. That, that's what you want. Of course I'm saying this just to support myself. <laughs> that's it. And, you know, yeah. And, and if, Kevin, if Kevin Hart were in here, then he'd tell you the same thing. Like, yeah. yeah, short people are funny. Like, yeah. That's it. That's, that was a horrible Kevin Hart. Oh, <laughs> God, that was horrible. Oh, someone's going to tweet him. Right. Uh, uh, that was, no, well, that. no. <laughs> Kevin, Ke- Kevin will never hate on me because, you know, midgets got to stick together. You know what I mean? He's fine. <laughs> Legit. Okay. This he was is- the hardest working guy. He used to yeah. come in here twice a year. Yeah. If not, it seemed like more right before he, he broke. And yeah. It, it was when he was digging. His, he thought he made it. And then he got, everything got cut. Yeah. Like he, none of his shows sold in Hollywood. Right. And, and then he was trying to start over again. And I never saw anybody work as hard as he did. No. And that's absolutely true. Here, here, here's how you know show business is, is messed up. He once had a. Uh, 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 something called a pilot, which is like the show before you get a show. Uh, it's it's where people test it. He 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 once had a pilot with Bill Burr. It was Kevin Hart and Bill Burr on the same show, and executives went, "No, that'll never work." <laughs> yeah, that's why being in show business is frustrating, right? Because you have those two comedic geniuses. 
and then uh, someone in a suit who has never been funnier, who's never been funny in their entire lives, who majored in television production, is being like, no, not funny. That's no. that's why that's why I hate that part. That's why I, I I like being on tour. I like coming out and telling jokes yeah. and having that immediate feedback because no one can tell me I'm not funny because you see the audience are like, yeah, they're laughing. So that's it. Yeah, and they aren't. There's nobody who takes a chance. It's like it would be akin to the entertainment industry. It would be akin to like uh, Tom Brady having to play football in another league and light it up and show everybody how yeah. great he was. Not just college, but like go somewhere. Like college is like the clubs and everything else. Yeah, uh, you know the the career that you develop before television movies, and they don't trust that. No, and they don't trust themselves, <laughs> and nobody wants to be the one to go. No, I actually think this is good. Everyone reacts. Yeah. They don't, they don't know, act. Yeah, they don't. They don't know what will work. They just know what has worked. So they right. end up doing just retreads. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. why all the old shows are new again. Yeah, that's why they're bringing back Roseanne. That's why they brought back Will and Grace. That's why they're they're, they're, they're there's another show they're bringing back too, like another sitcom. And it's like mm-hmm. there's great original Coach, ideas. They almost brought. They had Coach what? ready to go. Coach was going <laughs> to come back. Oh, Wait a minute. Cra- that Craig to be T. Nelson back. was just sitting there like, come on, <laughs> I gotta work. <laughs> Please. But Jerry Van Dyke just passed away. The guy who played uh, mm-hmm. uh, his uh, Luther, yeah, yeah. So they, it's not going to happen. But there was a plan to, to bring Coach back. Whoa! It was all resting on Jerry Van Dyke's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> really? He was like ninety. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Like, all right. Listen, I I love Betty White. She just she just had a, she just had a birthday. I'm not. Like waiting on her to whether I go for a show or not. It's like, well, we gotta lock in Betty White for four years. You can't. Betty White's ninety six. You can't lock her in for a month and a half. Okay. So, do you think Craig T. Nelson was on his deathbed giving him the the like CPR? Like, come on, come on, don't you die on I me? Jack, I'm coach. Damn it, Luther. <laughs> Dauber's just sitting there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, the, 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 and that's the thing is I don't know why we have to bring back all these old shows. We're not we're, we're now living in a time where uh, there's so much good stuff. So it, much. It, this is the golden age of it television. Is. Where, it is. Yeah, where there's amazing shows that you've never heard of. I, I, I after the Golden Globes, I started watching that marvelous Miss Maisel. Me, and that's so funny. I did too. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a great show that nobody watches. The first show I'm watching, and it's like it. 1958, and Amazon. I'm like, Amazon. that's a guy doing a perfect Lenny Bruce impersonation, and I'm and I'm thinking like, did they really make a TV show about yeah. the like Greenwich Village? comedy folk scene intertwining and yeah. I didn't know about it and then I mean it, it kind of strays from it a little bit but it is a really well written show it's yeah. funny it's really great and never it, heard of it yeah no but see the, the, the bad part about being in this golden age of entertainment is just for me personally everyone else is fantastic but for, <laughs> but for me personally I hate it because then I gotta go back to the family every day they're like everyone else has a show <laughs> <laughs> Snooky has four shows like what's wrong with you I'm like I don't know <laughs> write the vice president of show business and try to tell him midgets are funny <laughs> I don't understand that Brad Williams is at the improv all weekend long 412-462-5233 improv.com we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back a quick sports update from uh, Tim Benz let you know what's happening Brad's hanging in studio once again go see him this weekend who's on the bill with you 
Uh, Julia Jasunas is opening up for me. She's really great, and uh, yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a stellar lineup uh, throughout. Uh, we we did a show last night. It was fantastic. Uh, I think both the shows on Saturday are are sold out. Nice. So uh, yeah, which I'm like, it's weird that I'm apologizing for selling out, but yeah, uh, Friday and Sunday are still available. Uh, yeah, and as you'll hear in sports coming up. You guys don't have much to do on Sundays. All so. right. All right. Trust me, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts being in the city because I know how much the, the, that team means to the city. And and I'm a Broncos fan. We were out long yeah. ago. Okay. <laughs> long ago. Von Miller's been golfing for six weeks. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I can't talk any as. I think your owner whatsoever. stinks. My my owner? Yeah, the owner or the GM of the team. It's okay. Elway's like ownership and okay, GM. Okay, I was right? gonna say you're gonna make fun of the owner. The 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 owner's got dementia. Yeah, like, no. what the, <laughs> why are you making fun of Pat Bowling? You're I making forgot. fun of the owner. He hasn't <laughs> been seen in four years. They haven't welded him out on the damn wheelchair yet. It would be uh, you get a, you, you get to kick a man while he's down, and then he's gonna forget about it five seconds later. What's wrong with you? You just gave Peyton Manning an, an extension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make fun of Pat Bowling. All right, uh, John Elway, I think, is the problem there. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, the Broncos. <laughs> I'm just Sorry, so pissed I'm... that we even have to look at Tom Brady this weekend. Yeah, I know. Stupid red glove that TB12 makes him wear. It's probably got crystals in it. We see that's something we can agree on. That oh. it, it, it's like common ground. Yeah, you guys like I'm I'm sure because <laughs> uh, Steelers' biggest rival right now is probably the Ravens. Still, would you say D- division? It's like yeah. yeah, that's what you and Browns fans can bond over. Yeah. Is your hatred of the Ravens <laughs> is fine. Like <laughs> so that you you find common ground. Patriots uh, own us though. They own us. They own everything. I <laughs> they really do. It sucks. And I got into a. I did, I actually did a show in Denver uh, a, a few weeks ago, and uh, I, I I explained I was a Bronco fan, and someone ye- yelled out in that in that. You can't mistake that Boston accent just yelling out like, Tom Brady, dude! Yeah. Tom Brady! <laughs> and I launched into a rant that was not funny. It was just filled with hate and vitriol. And the Broncos fans loved it. And I, I, I did the impossible. I made a guy from Boston shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's never happened. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More with Brad Williams, DB. It's everything. You got a big concert announcement, foul. Yes. <laughs> so big, I forgot about it. I was it. just staring at you. I'm like, yeah. Journey and Def Leppard. Oh, my God. I just did number three in my pants. <laughs> Co-headlining North American tour. They will play PPG Paints Arena on June 2nd. Tickets go on sale Saturday, February 3rd at LiveNation.com. Uh, information still to come on pre-sale and VIP ticketing. So Journey and Def Leppard, June 2nd, PPG Paints Arena. Sports. Okay, we got Brad Williams in studio uh, yes. with us. He's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Improv.com uh, is where to get the tickets online. Tomorrow, completely sold out. So you got to get tickets for tonight or Sunday show. Don't wait on this. No, because you got to see a midget tell jokes. That's <laughs> that's not a night out. That's a NyQuil dream. Okay, That's just... That's, so, that's something when you, te- when you tell your friends that's what you did, they're not going to believe you. And they'll try to make you jealous. Like, oh man, you should have hung out with us. We went down to Blush. They had a one-armed stripper. She did a cartwheel. It was ridiculous. What kind of dumb stuff did you do? Oompa Loompa made me laugh. I win. <laughs> it's real, man. Bucket list stuff. Exactly. Uh. 
<laughs> Jim Ben's uh, in studio right now with uh, a sports update, filling in for Pursuit once again, who's uh, shaking off the flu. Benzie, what's up? Let's start with the Penguins. Won in Los Angeles, 3-1. to one. Patrick Hornquist pulled a Stormy Daniels, rolled up a copy of the Hockey News, and spanked Jonathan Quick with it. Hornquist. Sorry, first... I'm applauding that joke. Oh, thank you very <laughs> well much. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Quick didn't even look ready for the start of the game. Scored during a five-minute power play, too. Hornquist did in the third. Uh, this is what he had to say afterwards. We didn't play good here in the first period, but we, we didn't let him score, and that's, that's key, you know. We can't play good for, for all the time, but in the second and third, I think we played a hard game, and... Uh, Come out from here with a big two points. Getting Find a way to Yeah. He's from a country Trump would love. Yeah. S- Sweden. Yeah. Remember he talked about the terrorist attacks there. Oh, that's that right. That didn't exist. Right. Orenquist was at the center I of it. About oh, yeah. was, it, was, was he there with the with Trump at the Bowling Green massacre, yeah. too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah. Oh, man. He uh, went hat, to college at Bowling Green. Yeah. Little known fact. Hat, hats off to the victims of the right, Bowling Green yeah. massacre. Right. Yeah, thoughts and <laughs> prayers. Uh, Penn's played eight on... Saturday against the Sharks tomorrow on the X. Randy Fittner officially announced as the Steelers' new offensive coordinator. He replaces Todd Haley, who didn't get a new contract. What a talk Wonder show. why! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't put a QB sneak in. It's too complicated. Would, would Elway have run a QB sneak in those situations? Elway was 38, diving into Reggie White and did the helicopter spin. <laughs> He's like, screw it. I want a Super Bowl. That's what he did. Okay, so you can't do. You can't. What you got? You, you got a seven foot tall quarterback. You can't lean forward. <laughs> you can't fall forward and accidentally get a first down. Oh. I could have gotten a first down on a QB sneak. Oh, you would be great foot, in that situation. I'm four foot nothing. <laughs> I run under two legs and I'm in. Or <laughs> he's just walking forward. You're yeah. right behind him the whole way. Here's what I would do: is I I, I would latch on to Pouncey's leg like a koala, and he would just walk forward and dump me off. A Yard forward, I get the darn first down. I mean, like, I, like I, I, I didn't have a dog in that fight, but I, but I was watching that game because you see Brady do it every week, where he has like a fourth and one, he just hike and then like jumps and like puts the ball forward, and then that's it. Well, he's the best at it. Who's the second best at it? Uh, Roethlisberger. No, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. The, the U of quarterbacks. <laughs> the U of quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. That was fun for me watching that game when I got to hear. Uh, I I forget. Oh yeah, it was Joe Buck. Joe Buck was talking about how short Drew Brees is as six feet tall. I'm sitting there like I will stab Joe Buck in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? You're like oh yeah, he's six feet tall. He's overcome a lot. I'm like oh yeah, he's overcome a lot being six feet tall and athletically <laughs> gifted. Shut up, Joe Buck. <laughs> <laughs> right, that that, that 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 just pissed me off. That's like that's like walking up to a Rwandan going, he only had two courses today. <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling. He he hasn't eaten that much. He just he only had a big breakfast and a sizable dinner. That's all. How is he functioning at this moment, Rwandan? Shut up, Joe Buck. Well, did you hear Colin Coward yesterday talking about the two days ago? He's talking about the discord between Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Here's the clip. I have this sourced. Big Ben is massively frustrated with Mike Tomlin. That was the seventh time he has called out the coaching staff. That was the most direct. And Ben, I've got it sourced, isn't happy. And he saw this as a rare opportunity. He's so frustrated with a lack of discipline to pile on. Well, if he's done it seven times, it's not that rare, is it? Number one, yeah, mm-hmm. that that would be my first take on that. Second, he didn't call them out. Your source right. 
said he's unhappy with right. him. That's not calling him out. No. Well, can I, do you want the examples of what he's calling calling out? Sure. Uh, things like the practices are too physical. Okay, well, that one I'll give him. Uh, the Cincinnati game, they should be focusing on the Bengals and the Packers, not the Patriots. Outcoached, outplayed versus the Patriots in the AFC title game last year. That was another example. Um, the QB sneak thing that we just talked about. I didn't see these as calling out the coaching staff no. so much as just no. Ben giving his opinion. Yeah, those, those and, that, and that's just a, and that's going to happen. And you want to know, like the thing is, is if is if the Steelers had won the game, then this is not a news story because when you win, it just throws all of that to the side. So like that, that's not. An issue, like it's not. You're right. It's not him going to the press and being like, you know who I, you know who, you know whose fault it was, Mike Tomlin. Now, if, if he does that, if he calls Tomlin out on Twitter, okay, now we have a story. But if it's your source in the locker room saying that they, who overheard Ben saying, yeah, I think we should have done a QB sneak. That's not. That's not. That, that's not an issue. It's the hardest thing to achieve in sports because the, only, the which is the dynamic of the millionaire player listens to the coach who's making uh, a you know. Yeah, a, a quarter or a tenth of yeah. what, yeah, right. in some instances. And there's only one way to overcome that, and that's success. The only, the only way they will do things unquestioned is if you have the track record of success. Yep. There's only one or two guys who get to enjoy that in the league. Otherwise, they constantly doubt you. All the players did. Lev Bell, after the game, our Week 5 Jacksonville game, said, I have no idea why we didn't run the ball. We should have come out and run the ball all day today. And... You know that's not seen as calling out the coaches so no. much as disagreeing with the game plan. And by the way, he's that a was running fact back. Stating, <laughs> yeah, they should have run the ball more that day. Yeah, and and everybody thought that yeah. they should have run the ball more last Sunday. Yeah. I don't even think winning gets rid of that because look at what just came out about the Patriots. That whole story is like like the discord has been going on while they've been winning, and now he bangs his hand on somebody's helmet at the exact right time for everybody else to sink their teeth into this because Garoppolo's gone and Brian Hoyer might have to start against the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, I hope it, so. That's not a possibility. <laughs> I don't, I no. don't think Brian it is. Hoyer no. is not going to start. They're going to shoot him up with so much painkillers. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He, he's not going to feel Giselle on top of him. Okay, like he's not. He's not. He, you know what? It, 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 he he didn't even sprain his hand when, or he didn't even hurt his hand when he uh, slammed it on the helmet. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the story. He 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 actually sprained his wrist uh, reaching for his "Make America Great Again" hat that he keeps <laughs> in his locker. Oh, really? He pulled it. He pulled oh, it doing it. It was too high up. He's got to stop hiding it way back there. Yeah, he's got to get yeah. it more on the forefront where it used to be, not hiding it in the back. I, I get it. I get you know it. when him and Giselle have sex now, it's it's like the, his TB12 doctor has to be there approving of how they do it. They yeah. probably do like Hasidic <laughs> Jews, and there's like a big sheet with a hole through it, and everyone has to go through a steamer first and then come into the room, and they have been totally cleansed, and that guy times it and everything. Yeah. Giselle, Giselle, Giselle tells him, like, hey, you should lick this whipped cream off me. He's like, whoa, 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 no. Avocado ice cream. Avocado. Put the avocado ice cream on her. There there, there you go. There All you right. go, TB. More with Brad Williams, and uh, we'll continue through with sports next, TV. It's the DV Morning Show, and uh, Brad Williams hanging out with us this morning. Brad is at the Improv all weekend long, 412-462-5233, or Improv.com. Now, though, uh, Saturday night is sold out, so you uh, can only get tickets for tonight or it, Sunday. That's it. So only, only only a few chances to go see a dwarf tell jokes. I love it. <laughs> Do it, man. So uh, news yesterday, you know, it seems like uh, there's like 
two different kinds of uh, st- three different kinds of stories when it comes to Donald Trump. Uh, one would be uh, you, you know what what he has on the table for mm-hmm. for governing uh, mm-hmm. policy okay. uh, items. The other one would be the the ongoing investigation into the Russian collusion. Fake news. And uh, <laughs> third would be his nonstop personal life. Uh, uh, allegations of sexual assault that seemed to never end. Yeah. And uh, this one was a consensual one, although it was um, unbecoming, let's say, at the uh, the best possible uh, uh, glance here. So here's <laughs> you're, the you're trying so hard not to say something you can't say on the radio. Yeah. Well, this is fun to watch you. <laughs> he cheated with a porn star. Yeah, he cheated with a porn star while Melania was home. With Caring for their Baron. newborn baby. Yeah. Uh, and the porn star, Stormy Daniels, gave this interview uh, about what happened in that sexual encounter. Now, apparently, she says that Donald Trump wanted her <laughs> to spank him with a Forbes magazine that had him on the cover. With I his hope, kids, right? Yes. Yeah. I hope that's true. <laughs> it's it sounds I don't believable. See, and that's the thing. That's Nowadays, the thing. it's like you 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 believe it. Now, do, not, not, now don't get me wrong. Uh, and I don't really like to talk politics because I, I I don't like to divide people. And I, yeah, but I, like porn star and uh, yes. getting spanked with a magazine with your face on it. That's is, something we can that's talk not about. political. <laughs> that's not political. That, that's that's not saying what, what his thoughts are on gun control or immigration. Right. So I mean, but at the same time, like that that that, that like I would say that'd be like, but there's nothing like that. Like there's nothing <laughs> more insane than no. that. Here's my my only thing is if, if you want to criticize the man on his politics, what. what Whatever that's that, that that's up to you, but I don't care what people do behind closed doors personally. And some and if, if, if a porn star is talking, I'm like, well, a porn star would have no other ulterior motive. That's <laughs> no, they're straight shooters the entire way. Like I don't know, I don't know if that's real. No, or but not. his. I, I hope I, it is. He, she, I believe Stormy. She <laughs> also says that he made her watch Shark Week. For three hours. Totally believe. I mean, everyone knows that's some good foreplay right there. Yeah. Shark Week. <laughs> I mean, that, now, that, like, it does prove that great white is an otter. It does prove hole. that there is nothing that this guy can be doing where he won't also want to be watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're about to have sex with a porn star, do you really want to watch something who's. Uh, Urban Dictionary definition is having sex with a woman when it's that time of the month because that's what Shark Week is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, that's Shark Week. So I've never heard. When of I that. first heard that story, when he was like, he made me watch Shark Week, I was like, wow, that's some weird porn. Oh. But okay. That. <laughs> by the way, that that's the sound of a lot of drivers in Pittsburgh oh, yeah. right now pulling over to hurl. <laughs> but, yeah. Honey, sell the Saturday night tickets. For <laughs> We're not going. We're not going. He's talking about pulling the goalie and having sex. Yeah. No way. It's you know what? It, it's it's like the, the thing is is one one reason why we love crazy sex stories is because we all have them and we want to laugh at other people. I've done some crazy stuff because I was going to ask you. Here's the thing. Did you ever get spanked with the HBO guide or something? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> with my face on it. Yeah. The thing is is like when, when you're a dwarf like I am, no one just no no one's no tall woman has sex with a dwarf and just goes missionary with eye contact, okay? <laughs> that's 
That's not happening. If you're if you're hooking up with a little person, some freaky stuff is gonna go down. Okay. Yeah, I'm dressed in some outfits. I don't care. I'm like there 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 there's been some women out there that have had leprechaun fantasies. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. That's hey. happened. That's done. And uh, I don't know why they did it. I don't know if they thought that after I hit my peak, if gold coins were gonna rain from the sky. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I've done. Hey, some, whatever I've done it takes to win. Stuff. You know? I've done some weird stuff because, like I said, like if, if you're if you're like, no no one just goes like uh, like like that's their that's their boring sex. They they have to work up to dwarf. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like that's not the first thing they do that's weird. They work up to that, and by that time, it's just some craziness. Yeah, our buddy uh, uh, Sean, God rest his soul, uh, mm-hmm. he he used to tell us that women had a fantasy mm-hmm. con- constantly. He he used to he was uh he was a ladies man. Yeah, and he would say he would all the time tell us you wouldn't believe it you think i'm lying i'm telling you right now no, women, and he said he didn't have to do anything women yeah. would come up to him all the time women have bucket lists too guys right <laughs> i want you to know that it's not just you thinking oh i don't want a hooters waitress and then i want a threesome it's like yeah there's women there there's women that are thinking stuff too and and just so you know women's bucket list sexually Guys, I'm, I, I hate to burst your bubble on this. It's way weirder than yours. <laughs> it's way weirder than yours. Okay, because because men just have the thing like I want to hook up with a stripper. Women have the thing of like I want to dress him up. <laughs> I want him to be missing one leg, and I want him to do things with that peg leg that he's never like. It, I want him to be missing one leg. Yeah, it's stuff like yeah. that. Like and so so there's and and here's here's also something that. I'll say is is why uh, me and your friend, who I'm assuming is a little person, that's yeah. why you're talking about him, uh, that is why we would hook up with women so often. Is that uh, we're safe, okay? Yeah, I'm I'm four foot I'm four feet tall. So if a woman decides in in the middle of it, if there's a, a, a Z's and sorry situation where Cat she's all person. yeah, where she's all of a sudden like no. I can't do anything. She's in control of that situation. She just has to hop on a stool like I'm a mouse coming into the kitchen, and I can't reach her. There's nothing that's going to happen. She just has to put her hand out, like full extension of the arm, put it into my forehead like a Le'Veon Bell stiff arm, and I'm not I'm not reaching her. Okay? It's just a stiff arm away. From yeah, you're safety. safe. You're yeah. safe. To whereas if you do that with a guy who's six foot four six foot two if he flips that switch you know there's not much of a choice in that matter sure. uh, and, and and that's the unfortunate situation but with me he's get nothing. a broom yeah, yeah just do, <laughs> just do what my dad used to do to me when i got in trouble as a kid when i got in trouble as a kid my dad would never hit me he would pick me up he would put me on a counter and then leave <laughs> <laughs> strand you yeah everyone's like that's mean it's like it worked <laughs> i made I, I i made friends with the with, with the kitchen appliances, that's right. <laughs> can opener. Yeah, left exactly. him on an island. Yeah. Wait, you took him to the uh, no. I just left him on the kitchen island. <laughs> yeah, I left him on the kitchen island. <laughs> Thankfully, we had a lazy Susan. I could like ride around it. That was my merry-go-round. I just hopped on the lazy Susan and spin. It's fun. Brad Williams is at the Improv all week. 
serve a salad at the improv where, where, where I, I, I've got this opening act. Her name's Julia. She's this tiny little thing, and, and, and she's eating healthy, and she she orders a salad. It came with french fries on it. I'm like, I love this city. I'm a fan of you, Pittsburgh. Yeah, fr- yeah the, the old Pittsburgh salad with french fries and ranch dressing. And cheese, yeah, ton of cheese. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, so that'll clog your arteries just as bad. You're like, uh, can I eat a salad but still get early onset diabetes? Uh, they're like, absolutely. We, 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 we have that here. We have that here. They're like, well, they're like, do, do, do you really want to eat a salad with uh, all the uh, the dressing and the and the fries? You're like, ah, I wasn't a big fan of my left foot. So, uh, yeah, I can eat that. Get rid of that. Randy Bauman and the DV Brad Williams hanging show. out with us this morning on the DV Morning Show. He's at the Improv this weekend. Saturday is sold out. There's tickets available for tonight and Sunday. 412-462-5233. Improv com get the tickets that are left to see Brad. Who was that idiot that was just talking on the phone? That was very offensive to me. I'm offended. Where do I complain? Yeah, exactly. Valent cards. Val's got a news uh, update for you right now. What's happening? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Good deal of sunshine today. Breezy and chilly, but warmer than yesterday. High of 37. Mostly clear. Tonight will drop down into the upper 20s and then increasing clouds during the day Saturday. Good deal of sunshine, though. High temperature. 46. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 25 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A Columbia University disaster expert is giving advice on what to do in case of a nuclear alert. Hmm. Dr. Erwin Redlener, the director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness, says it's important to get to a shelter and stay there. Of course, he's offering this advice after last Saturday's debacle in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Yes, uh, Redlener says in case of a real nuclear threat, do not look at the blast. <laughs> Don't say, wow, look Don't at that. Don't stare directly I'm, into the nuclear bomb. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's going to be any lawsuits from Hawaii because you know there, there might have been oh, yeah. like an almost famous situation where someone thought they were about to die and then just looked over at their husband or wife and confessed something like, <laughs> I've got to get this off my chest. I've been banging your brother for right? three years now. And then, and then like and then all of a sudden you get you you get the alert and says, no, all clear. You're like, oh, yeah, I was joking. <laughs> I don't know what made me say that. Yeah. So and now like that, 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 that could have broken up some marriages yeah. that could have like oh, yeah. mild heart attacks. Like there's going to be some lawsuits coming out the of The funny thing about that uh, also was the Pornhub stat that uh, porn <laughs> viewing on Pornhub went down by like 77% mm-hmm. in in Hawaii. In Hawaii right afterwards, which is hilarious because then like the 23% were <laughs> no, like, right. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going down. Yeah. Might as well. With the ship. Yeah. But then after it was announced that everything was cool, it spiked <laughs> by 33% over normal. Yeah. Thank hey, I I'm alive. I'm I'm gonna get all these scenes in because this could end tomorrow. What did happen to those four Catholic schoolgirls that went behind the scenes at I a gotta concert? Know. I gotta have I gotta know what happened to them. Hey, did that woman ever get her plumbing fixed? I've gotta know. I've gotta know what happened. Did she buy the house she was being shown? Yeah, I got to know. How good was that pizza? <laughs> did that stepbrother give his stepsister a ride to oh, the mall? God. Unfortunately, why is that's all right. I, I know I ranted in the last break about how what you do behind closed doors I don't care about, but now it's starting to affect me because now, for some weird reason, 
Incest porn, and anyone who watches porn will tell you, incest porn is up a lot. It's, it's like yeah. it's really disturbing to me so because weird. I'm just trying to find a nice traditional woman who's banging four dudes, a midget, and a pony, <laughs> just like anyone, just like any red-blooded American, and that's fine. And then I get these scenes that are like, son bangs mom. And I'm like, what? What? The, the, but ah, now, now, it's like I, I see just that description. I see the description of the scene. Like, and some guys are like, well, they're not really related. I know. <laughs> I don't care. You see the description now. It's in your head. I, I couldn't even have sex with a woman that has the first name as my mother. I, you know what I mean? I never thought about that. Yeah. I, 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 I can't do it. I, I had that opportunity one time where I met a girl after a show and it was going really well. We even made out a little bit. And I'm like, what's your name? She's like, Susan. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it. That when I read descriptions like that, my penis acts like it just overbid on the Price Is Right. Just <laughs> bum, bum, ba, da, it's horrible. Why? Why is this a thing? Do you know what the other big trend is in Pornhub oh, searches right now? This is going to drive you crazy. Oh yeah, this is really. Is it, is it teen? No. Oh, giantess. Giantess. Yeah, I like know. I, nobody like here had heard of a either. giant woman. Giant. ESS. Oh, so what? Like five foot two? It's <laughs> a giant woman for me. They have a, all she I pretends to be that. like, uh, uh, like, like Godzilla, like a, you know, like Amazon woman. She's like crushing trains with her feet. Like and stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, that's the big one. I'm surprised I've even seen that. I'm surprised more dwarves aren't working in porn nowadays because you got to have a guy in there for size comparison. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's like how when women ask for a D pick, they go put a quarter next to it so i know how big it is no just me okay uh, <laughs> yeah they're like oh a giant woman Look. you gotta put in some little dudes in there uh, put a snickers next to it for perspective yeah yeah that's yeah, exactly. a mini that, yeah fun size i can do i can do a fun size snickers i'm gonna look pretty solid there they do a fun size not an actual one king size uh, that's that's horrible giantess porn really? giantess yeah uh, li listen as a guy Who's done that essentially every time he has sex? <laughs> not that big of a deal. It's not too arousing to uh, to have to climb a woman with a Batman grappling hook gun. <laughs> All right, it's not a big thing. So I don't know. I don't know why. But like, if it floats your boat, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I man. thought it was just like the bigger woman who like squishes the. No, that's squashing. Yeah, that's uh -huh. squashing. Totally different. Totally different. I, I, listen. Anything where my testicles are involved, I don't want the word squashing being thrown out. <laughs> I don't want that. Google squashing porn. Bill. Nope. No. <laughs> the funniest. No, thank you. Uh, the funniest kink was the balloon sex stuff, and I, I bring it up all the time because it makes me laugh. The, like the internet, you know, and yeah. it's been said many times how it's brought all of these groups together who thought that sure. they were, you know, alone with some weird kink, and then they find mm -hmm. out they're actually part of a community. The furries yeah. have, yeah. Uh, you know, blossomed that community as a result mm -hmm. of the internet chat rooms, and you know. Finding your finding your peers, but the people who had who fill up rooms with balloons and yeah. then have sex with the balloons is the funniest thing I've ever heard of. These guys they go to hotel rooms. Yeah. They're like, this is their Friday night, and they fill it up with balloons and just bounce around having sex with. I mean, balloons. Don't get me wrong, I'm jealous <laughs> because I wish that that 
made me happy. Wouldn't it be great? Can you imagine how much money you would save not having to buy dinner and movies and jewelry and all, and all the time you would save if all that you needed to make you happy was just a helium tank and some balloons? I wonder what the percentage of those guys who had hippity hops when they were kids. Uh, a lot. Because all that, of them? Yeah, they're just yeah. bouncing around their hotel room on those things. Pogo balls. And every time they like see one of those clowns that like makes balloons, they're like making that noise like... <laughs> That's funny. I, they I, just walk around with their hair sticking straight up. <laughs> the static. <laughs> their pubes are like Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the first time that sentence has ever been said. <laughs> In a laughter. Yeah, that's the, that's the only time that's ever happened. That's funny as hell, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, there, there's, some, there's some weird fetishes out there. How do you think I got laid before I got married? Hey, yeah. <laughs> weird, weird, fe- weird fetishes. So the Hawaii thing about coming full circle, uh, no lawsuits have been filed yet. Not as far as I've heard, you, no. I, I, to, Bra- to Brad's point, they yeah. are coming, man. There's- How many babies are going to be born in... Like oh. af- afterwards, and you were like, "Oh my God, what a relief!" Yeah, in nine in nine months, yeah. there's going to be a lot of babies being born, and and if they're Hawaii babies, they hurt because mm-hmm. they, they're they're large individuals. <laughs> Hawaiians are kind of they got that like Samoan island thing into them, and that's I mean I I, I once dated a Samoan midget. She was five eight. You know, that's, those things are going to hurt coming out. That's not fun. Dad, why is my name False Armageddon? <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Oh, my. That, that, that's got to be like, I, I love how they always have plans. Like, all right, if there's an attack, it's like, no, there's no plan. It's, a, it's just it, freak out. Yeah. They like get to a shelter. Where's the nearest yeah, shelter? Where's the shelter? You tell me. Like, yeah. okay, so we all run over to Crazy Eds, who's been who's, who's been planning for this for forty years. <laughs> His bunker. Is that is that all we do? Like, there's not there's nothing you can no. really I do. Hope, I hope it lands right on my head. I just don't me even want to know about just on my <laughs> head, not yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it's it. over. <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, my uh, my my brother was in was in Hawaii when it happened with uh w- w- with his son. Did you get a call? No. Oh, you so when he You're thought not on the list. he was on death's door. Yeah. No. No, cuz he he told me what he did. He goes, "I got the alert and I just took my kid and I, and I walked down to the beach and I sat in the sand." And he oh, just Oh, that's good. I and like he that. just waited to die. Like and I'm like that. Oh, man, he so was he had, going out like Rogue One style. Yeah, exactly. Like he had 30 minutes where he thought like, okay, and and, and he just held his kid and was like, all right, here we, because like he had he had my mindset of he was on he he was on Maui. It's like there's no there's no bunkers in Maui. Like there's no yeah. like the I guess the best you could do is maybe find an underground parking structure. <laughs> but even that, if you're at a resort, you don't know where those are. You can't Siri. Where is nearest nuclear bunker? All right, like you can. <laughs> You know what I mean? Can you uh, Uber? There's probably an Uber bunker app that they're going <laughs> to come Uber out with bunker. soon enough. Yeah, I mean, hell, they had uh, Uber puppies in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. They had them just, here, too. Where you hit the button and puppies show up to your, yeah. your work. Uber so, Eats. Yeah, and, so might as you know, well Uber bunker. No, you can't mix those two up, though. <laughs> Uber Eats, the puppies. You can't well, do that. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. sure we have some Filipino <laughs> listeners that are like, au contraire. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're going to get some letters. 
That's you uh, just lost one and a half ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, send me your angry tweets at Funny Brad. Uh, That's me. <laughs> so this story will totally freak you out. According to an article from the San Francisco Gate, a Fresno man who ate sushi every day had a five and a half foot tapeworm in his intestines. Oh, and it's a, it's a tapeworm the size of me. It's bigger than me. <laughs> he pulled it out himself. What? Oh, uh, did, he, did he do the thing where he put milk in front of his mouth because they're attracted to milk? No, and you're no. supposed to like open your mouth and you put like a saucer of milk and you're really? like, uh, and then the oh worm just God. crawls out of you. Pops Dude. out like from Alien. Yes, <laughs> like it just pops out of your wow. mouth. That's pretty crazy. So this guy uh, had gone to the doctor complaining of diarrhea for some time, and he said he wanted to be treated for tapeworms. Well, the doctor was like, so many people come in and think they have tapeworms. They usually don't, so we don't treat them for it. Mm-hmm. The guy goes home. Why did he think he had a tapeworm? Well, like what made he, him go I don't, to tapeworm? I don't know if he was losing weight. Web MD. The, this right, is yeah, probably. This is because at the end of his poos, it would be like those uh, those measuring sticks that go back in when you push down. Cotton <laughs> doesn't feel right. Tire pressure gauge. Yeah. <laughs> push that back in. <laughs> So to prove the doctor wrong, uh, when this happened, he, the guy pulled it out and he took the cardboard tube from the toilet paper and wrapped the tapeworm around it. Shut up. This dude is a maniac. Then he yeah. took, is this Bear grills. Well, he, he initially- a serial killer. He initially thought his intestines were coming out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that because you don't know what a tapeworm really right. looks mm. like. But then, you know, if your intestine, you think your intestine's coming out, you're pulling on it, which is what this guy did. Yeah. I mean, who does never, that? They tell you not to pull on your intestines. Right. <laughs> so after he pulled it out, it moved. Oh. That's when he trotted over to the emergency room. He did get treated trotted. for tapeworms. Uh, he probably took it back to the uh, restaurant, the sushi restaurant, and they're like, "Oh, thanks," and then just put it right on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> he measured this the tapeworm in the hospital. It was five feet six inches. That is unflipping <laughs> believable. The doctor said tapeworms can be contracted in a variety of ways, but the victim have, had not traveled out of the country. He confessed to a daily sushi habit, almost always eating raw salmon sashimi. Everything well, in moderation. Everything in moderation. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, sushi's good. Wait, wait, where where do you live? Fresno. Fresno. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Fresno there sushi. Because yep. everyone knows when you got a sushi craving, you go to Fresno. No. I mean, all right. That, see, that's his problem. Is I, I eat sushi on the coast. I don't know if you have a restaurant that's like your sponsor or something like no, that. Yeah. So, I mean, and there, and there might be a couple of good places, but like, because I travel all over the country doing comedy. And when, when I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, trying to figure out what to eat, they're like, there's this great sushi place. I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. no. Not, not doing it. They fly it in what monthly and just <laughs> hang out? No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Coastal city, and they're like, "Well, it's California." I'm like, "Trust me, I'm from California. Fresno is not California. <laughs> Fresno, no. That's like, I mean, because I know you guys have. Because uh, I know Pennsylvania has some amazing cities, and you guys have." Some other cities. Well, yeah, it's famously <laughs> yeah. referred to as Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Alabama in between. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been to the 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 uh, intercourse, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I've been there, not just to buy a hat. Right. All right. <laughs> I wanted to get some. I wanted to get some of the Amish butter. Right. You know? Sure. And uh, I did. It was delicious. Uh, but yeah, the, the, you go to some of the cities here. You guys know that. 
Yeah, ju- just because it's in the state does not mean it's it, it, it's a city. Yeah, I no. I, I uh, did the drive down uh, from uh, Oregon one time in Cannon Beach and stopped like two different cities along the way, just like doing a slow drive. Sure. And we stopped and stayed in Ukiah, California, one time, and there was not one Bless part you. of that that made you think you were in California. No, <laughs> at all. Yeah. It really. Why? Felt, what was it? I mean, it was there was. Uh, well, I mean, it wh- was full on like they remind me of Central PA. When you get hit oh, with man. your when, when when you see your third exploding meth lab go up, you're like, <laughs> all right, and I, that's I need yeah. to get out of here. Yeah, that's what, they have a huge meth problem there. Sure. I think Steve Ranazisi's from there, and I told him about it, and he was like, yeah, meth, huge meth problem there. <laughs> what is it about rural areas where meth took off? You get bored, and it, 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 this place sucks. Yeah, but I don't want to go to sleep again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's would right. you want to go the other way with it? Yeah, yes. you, yeah, you think you take some Nyquil and downers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that would be the big thing. Like, no, I want to experience everything this city has to offer. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you do uppers in Miami. Right. That, that's where you do up. Miami and Vegas. That's where you do uppers. You're in intercourse PA. Just knock me out with a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do there. That's ridiculous. Brad Williams is at the improv all weekend long, and uh, we got one uh, more break with him before he's got to get going. So we're going to take a quick one. Val, what's the weather? Forecast breezy, sunny, oh, a little. Yeah. Uh, it's, nice it's warm, balmy dude. today, Is upper thirty. Oh Sorry, I'm I'm a I'm from the West Coast, so I'm you. Missed, You're lucky you missed yeah. the two week stretch of teens every. Yeah, day. where I would come if if I was here last week, I would have been a dwarf sickle. <laughs> DVE Sports. Tim Benz filling in for Mike Pursuta with a sports update for you right now. Also, our buddy Brad Williams hanging out in uh, in the studio. You're you're, uh, you're heading to do television soon, right? Yes, because this is a face for TV. I am gorgeous. <laughs> well, you know what, Tim? Let me let me do this. Let's yeah. let's push this back a few minutes because I forgot that Brad's the, the time here for yeah he's gonna kick out. Yeah. Oh wow, I could do a sports report. Uh, I could I could laugh about it. I could make I, I could crack jokes about sports. Sure, if you want to. All right, yeah. just give us a quick update on what's happening. Yeah. All right, quick update on what's happening. You want me to start in the comic world here? Yeah. Can sure. You, all right. Did you hear the announcement has been made? that uh, Rob Riggle will be hosting the night before the Super Bowl awards. He's going to be the guy doing the MC. Good choice? Great. Oh, yeah, Rob's funny. Yeah, Fan- awesome. Fantastic. And it, it, it's funny because uh, here, here, here's how dumb the internet is because he's in that, uh, Rob's in that new movie, uh, 12, 12 Horses, yeah. 12, something. Something like that, and uh, like where which he, is like a serious role. Yes, it's a serious role, and everyone's like, "What, Rob Riggle? That's BS." And I'm like, "He was a Marine, yeah, dummy, <laughs> yeah." He's like, and like in it, not just like a Marine that was Pauly Shore in the Army now, where he ran the water filtration. Okay, like yeah, yeah. There's a good Pauly Shore reference for five people uh, that just got their Joneses off by that reference. Yeah, he was a Marine. He's gonna crush it. He's always funny. His uh, some his sketches on Sunday are funny. Uh, huge. That that that's great for Rob. And it'll great. probably be either the I would think it's going to be the Vikings hosting the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Patriots. NFC AFC Championship game. AFC game is at three oh five, and then it's the uh, NFC game thereafter about six thirty or so. Whenever the first one ends, six forty for kickoff. A bunch of first graders sent letters of support to the Jacksonville Jaguars, telling them how to beat the New England Patriots. One of them was intercept the ball, score a lot, and cover everybody. Wait, 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 wait. It's pretty simple stuff. Are they confirmed first graders, or are they just Jacksonville Jaguar fans? Because the spelling and the handwriting and the diction is pretty similar. (laughs) 
I've been to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah. Uh, a lot of jean shorts. Lot, a lot of jean shorts. A lot of mullets. A lot of a uh, lot, lot of weird spelling of words. Okay, like yeah, half, half the population of Jacksonville cannot spell Bortles. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure Blake can spell Bortles. <laughs> Another big story coming out of Jacksonville actually was the late espionage routine by Steeler fans. It gets a little bit late to the party. They hit Leonard Fournette in his car mm-hmm. and totaled his car. It turned out to be two Steelers fans. The mm. car apparently turned out to be worth $1 million. That was a million dollar automobile wow. that the Steeler fans totaled. What, wait, what? No, that was just a $75,000 car and it had uh, $925,000 worth of drugs in it. <laughs> <laughs> PEDs can get expensive, fellas. It he can, ran it, like he was on them. Yeah, that's he, for sure. He ran like he was on something. And then, but, Randy, this one is for you. All right, this is uh, Neil Huntington on the Hardball Talk Show on the MLB nice. Network, High Heat with Chris Russo. Okay. Trying to suggest that the Pittsburgh Pirates can still compete in 2018 despite the fact they've traded Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon. As we look at our next competitive team, our goal is to have it be 18. We've got a group of players who are going to show up every day to compete and to win every single game that they play, and they are fired up about this opportunity. Um, but a lot of those players wouldn't be here had we pushed all of our chips in in 13, 14, or 15, or even 16 as we were trying to make another run, or 17. So you should thank Neil for these right. deals because if these guys thank weren't God. here, they wouldn't have been able to make these oh. trades that everybody's so pissed off by, about. By the way, when you're trying to sell tickets, don't say, hey, we've got a lot of players on our team that are going to show up. Yeah, I'll that, show up if you, you pay me. me. I'll, I'll take balls and strikes. This Slap. is the city that's trying to get Amazon, and this is the best sales pitch we can come up with. Hey, we got a lot of people that are going to show up. Yeah, try to try to try to tell that to your boss. Like when when he's like, "Hey, we like, hey, I show up every day." Right? It's like, oh, yeah, you don't do anything. We will be there. We physically. Well, we'll, be there. Well, I mean, he, he did an interview with the with their station, the flagship station, and he was asked if they were rebuilding, and he broke out in hives. He's like, well, he used the words restock, replenish, refresh. But Competitive. But Competitive. wouldn't say rebuild. Compete. Listen, yeah. It's Competitive. such a vague Slack, term. Slack, you pointed this out earlier. How often are they using the word compete? Competitive. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Compete. We're going to compete. We're going to be competitive. Yeah, we're going to show up. That's it. That's just you're gonna the Washington up. Generals compete. Yeah, every every night <laughs> they don't the win a game Glo- against the Harlem Globetrotters. Exactly. And the thing that like now it's like the uh, Philadelphia 76ers have made this now popular, where it's like no, no, trust us, trust the process, trust the process. We know what we're doing, mm-hmm. and it's like, do you? Like if you're a Pirates fan, like when was the last time like R- Roberto Clemente's not walking through that door? By the way, he was 31 when he won his MVP, just like Kutch. Willie yeah. Stargell will finished second in the MVP balloting when he was 31. Doug Drabeck won the Cy Young when he was 27, just like Garrett Cole. Oh. Restock, replenish, refresh, but not reload. So it's like you're a farm team for other teams that were, are, are actually trying it's to a win. Joke. What is it's it? The source night joke. at PNC Park? Yeah. Seriously, Neil Huntington. Is uh, just uh, you know he's doing the the pit bulling for Bob Nutting, who is just he's Baghdad Bob Nutting Jr. Yeah, he's uh, uh, a he's, willing foot soldier. I'm so pissed about how 
brazen they are lying about this. Yeah. While this guy gets richer and richer and richer. All it takes to do what Bob Nutting is doing is to not have a conscience at all and care about what people think about you. He doesn't care. Yeah. He knows that a good number of people, that the majority of people know he's robbing this town. Right. He is robbing us blind. We built a stadium for him, and he's laughing all the way to pay for the fireworks and the bobbleheads, and then goes and uh, you know, yeah, counts his money. Oh, trust me, because uh, I'm from Los Angeles, where we had an owner just like this named Donald Sterling. Yeah, where he just wanted a team out there. This That's is without it. the racism, and yeah, right, yeah, this is without the racism. <laughs> a <Is> lit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as we know, <laughs> without the racism, sure, 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 but sure, sure. all of the ineptitude, because if he really is trying, then he's terrible. Yeah, then you're horrible at your job. So yeah. it's like, are are you a guy that's just trying to get rich or are you horrible at your job? It's one or the other. They, See, to me, this is such a final, this is a, an end to the chapter, because when you trade away McCutcheon, the franchise, you're basically saying all those years that you were telling us, oh, in the future, we're going to stock the team for that time. That's done now. Yeah. That future has come and gone. It's right. another five-year rebuilding. Sorry. <clears throat> Replenishing process. <laughs> and this is not the Houston Astros where you're not getting like – because who would they trade McCutcheon for? They traded McCutcheon for two guys to the Giants, one of whom is a project that's in low a, high A, and another okay. one is like a pitcher. Like okay. their fourth best prospect and a, a pitcher for their bullpen. They basically the five guys they got back yeah. for those two guys, two hundred combined major league games total between the five of them. All right, it's almost as many as right here in this room, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not. It's like there, there, there's some kid who's on his Xbox right now playing playing MLB. That would be a better general manager. <laughs> yeah, that's right. These trades would be rejected by Major League yeah, Baseball. Yeah, they'd be like, what? You're trying to stalk the Giants. <laughs> this is unfair. You're sharing the prize, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. It's so disgusting. Mm. It drives me crazy because they lie right to your face. Yeah. And, and you see the same thing like when, especially in, especially in the NFL where there's such a parody in the league where the, the Rams can happen where you go from you know, worst to first where you just have a team like, like the Browns where it's like every year you suck well the the lie part that you talked about it's like they catch themselves in their own discussion it's like we can be what the brewers were last year and what the twins were last year we can be what we were in 2013 but then in the same explanation huntington also said we have to get rid of cole and mccutcheon because we don't want to cling on to false hope false hope yeah oh you mean good players (laughs) two years ago they won 98 games Mm -hmm. right they completely dismantled that team it's gone there is absolutely no other way to look at this. They got, they Do you got see me. how badly people want to see your show tonight? We need to get away from this rage oh, and indignation. Yeah. This is why we need to see your show tonight. I mean, tonight. Florida Marlins fans are looking at you guys like, wow, that's messed up what they're doing <laughs> with your team. Well, yeah. I'd almost, I would take Jeter. I would take Jeter they over got, Bob Nutting. They, they tricked me in 2013 when they, were, when they were in the lead up to that first wild card game when they went out and got Marlon Bird and Morneau to play first, and they, they actually got some pieces at the trade deadline, and I thought, oh, my God. They, they could They're actually trying. do it. They're trying. If you had to have nope. dinner with Bob Nutting or Tom Brady, which one would you choose? Well, Brady would pick up the check. I know that. <laughs> well, he wouldn't eat anything. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like all unless, this stuff- unless either of them were on the spit, I don't know. Well, <laughs> and all this stuff about people staying away from the park. If you don't want to go, then don't go. Then that's fine. But like, we're gonna sign a petition. What Major League Baseball is gonna look at the petition? No. We're gonna get a Kickstarter. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want to make fun of those people because they're doing anything that they they can it makes feel better to, but- to, to just show. You know, maybe somebody's working twelve hours a day. They're like, "Hey, I don't have time to show up at a, you know, a yeah. boycott." But I, I want to sign this. I want to do whatever I can to show how disgusted I am with how we've been lied to. How you know our tax dollars help build this stadium that this guy reaps all of the benefits from. Mm-hmm. But that's different than somebody who like tweeted me and said, "We all need to go to opening day and wear red." No, that, well, what's yeah. that going to do? What, no, buy a ticket. I mean, the only color he cares about is green, and yeah. he's got your money already. You once you walk it. into the park, so, so you done. don't need to wear red. Just don't that show do? up. Ain't getting my money. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's it's not that like you don't need to have unreal expectations of like okay, we're going to win every single year, or whatever. But you just want to try. You want to have some competitive. You want make moves where you're like, okay, I see what you're doing here. You know, well, like, we see what they're doing. Yeah, and the uh, problem yeah, is, is that. that they're not benefiting from the juxtaposition between them and the other two sports teams, who every single year are just going all the way to the cap, trying yeah. to put a team together to trying. win a championship. They just need a sixth racing pierogi. That's what this is all being saved for. <laughs> we made the stadium too nice. It's too hard to not go and look yeah. at our beautiful they're city. Like, and I the- want to, I want to boycott this team, but the bridges look so nice when you're in yeah. the seat. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of Pittsburgh, Bill Peduto, is going to join us this. when He's we come back from the break uh, mm-hmm. here in a little bit. But we want to say thanks uh, to Brad Williams, who's at the Improv this weekend. Once again, tomorrow night's shows are sold out, but there are tickets for tonight, maybe. By now, they they probably are gone. Yeah, get them. 412-492-5233. And Sunday, too. 462-5233. Yeah, so we got two shows tonight and then uh, one show on Sunday as well. So uh, get a ticket for that one. Yeah. Have the best story of all your friends on Monday. When you're like, what What'd you do? A midget told me jokes. I'm pretty sure I got three wishes now. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Williams this weekend. Go check him out. Hey, man, thanks. It was great hanging with you. Thank you. All right on. It's the DVE morning show. We're waiting here for the mayor. Guess he's late, huh, Slack? No call, huh? Maybe he's wooing Amazon. He's not wooing Amazon. He is. He's wooing them. Think he's wooing? Woo, woo, woo. Slack, see if he's busy wooing. Let us know. Uh, coming By the way, up at- Amazon Prime is amazing. I just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm new to the game, and uh, wow. You want this by today at 4 o'clock? How? Plus, it's got some pretty good shows. Amazon Prime? Yeah. What shows? Um, well, Tig Notaro's just got canceled, but The Amazing Mr. Mrs. Maisel. Um, and it had The Big Sick as a new release, kind of. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. It's pretty good. Although it has a bunch of documentaries that are thrown together to make you watch them that are not licensed by the person that they are documenting. Mm. So, like, I was... Bootleg docs. Yeah, I was watching a, a Little Feet one on Lowell George and uh, there was no Little Feet music in it and about 20 minutes into it I'm like this is all music that sounds like Little Feet <laughs> but it's not Little Feet it's cover bands they're like talking to people who were like I was there when they played that show no relationship to the band you know music writers yeah. and like you know I worked at the bar right M- music critic for the Sheboygan Daily <laughs> So-and-so comments on Lowell George. But otherwise, yeah, I agree with you. Very good. Plus, they had that uh, cool Grateful Dead documentary that Martin Scorsese did 
on Amazon Prime. That was also pretty darn cool. That's why you got it, right? Well, I had Amazon Prime for years. I always I, I was into the I want something in two days, you know, free shipping feature that they give you there. I, that was just too alluring for me. Hey, we got the uh, mayor on the line right now, Bill Peduto. Right. Uh, Mr. Mayor, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I realized, do you ever like order anything on Amazon late at night, maybe after a couple of bourbons? No. Never did that, huh? No. What are you doing? You're the mayor. You're not supposed to do stuff like that. You're supposed to have a very sensible fiscal plan. Can't you get an AUI for that? Amazoning <laughs> under the influence? You know what? That should actually be the, the best thing that I ordered, but not best in the sense of it actually worked, was Angry Mama. Um, I, I got that message on um, my Gmail account. It's like, your order of Angry Mama has shipped. It's like, what the hell is Angry Mama? And it's this thing that cleans your it's microwave. Not, oh, okay. Sounded like giantess porn. I was getting concerned for a second. <laughs> Angry Mama, it cleans your microwave? Yeah, it, it like uses steam and vinegar in order to be able to clean your... I, I saw the ad, obviously. You, know. you didn't get this off a of goop, did you? Because I don't think it's for your microwave if you did. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, uh, you have defeated me there, Randy, and your knowledge of some subculture that I have no idea what it is. Gwyneth Paltrow. That's Gwyneth Paltrow's... Uh, she has a, a vagina steamer on goop.com. Anyways, it's really not worth talking about. Here's what Whoa, we... No, no, no. This cleans your microwave. Oh, okay. Like right. using steam, vinegar, and lemon. Oh, okay. And I, I saw this ad on it, and I, I'm like the worst microwave cleaner in the world. And so I decided I, I would order this thing, but I forgot that I had ordered it. And then you know, when I saw the email, I was just like, what is an angry mama? And uh, why did I order it? But I saw the ad late at night and then decided to get on Amazon. All right, speaking of Amazon, you're not giving them any late night after a couple of bourbon promises that you forget about, are you? You're not like you're not saying like and you can have the tunnels. Like yeah, that's not happening, right? We we did. Uh Fitz and I and um I kinda regret it now, but <laughs> I've always had this regret that there's a river in this city called Ohio. And so we kinda offered them the naming rights. Amazon River. I think they already got one of those. Copyright infringement. Deal with it later. Here's my, my, my question to you about Amazon. Do we really want Amazon to come here? Because here, I read a lot of bad stuff about this company. It has horrible working conditions. You got to give them, the guy's the richest guy on the planet, but we have to give him, you know, billions and billions of dollars uh, of taxpayer credit, which will, uh, you know, he'll return only a percentage of to our economy. You know, how, how do we justify that as being a good thing? So, using tax dollars in order to not bring about societal change would no. be bad. Using tax dollars to actually hurt your greater community would be ridiculous. And what people on Twitter, I hope, understand at least, and I think the general public does, is we get it. We get it. It's, it's not like this is something that is like... Hey, how can we make this hundred billion air richer? What we're looking at is the potential if if there are any government dollars used, that they would benefit more than just Bezos. So what would they want to be able to invest in in order 
to be able to be successful in Pittsburgh unlike the success that they found in Seattle? Well, one thing would be affordable housing. Another thing would be better public transit. Another would be workforce development that would assure that everybody had an opportunity for jobs, not just PhDs from Carnegie Mellon, but folks out in Beaver County, Butler County, in other areas that would have a pipeline to those 50,000 jobs that would benefit their communities and allow their families to stay here and not struggle or, as our president says, go work in a coal mine or a steel mill that doesn't exist. So when we look at 50,000 jobs, we're talking about the greatest economic development initiative in American history. We're, we're talking about building another industry that the only other non-public industry that exists in Pennsylvania is UPMC that employs as many people. Yeah, but they don't have a great track record with their employees either. Amazon has a terrible track record with how they treat people. Low wages, horrible work conditions, and people who are just clamoring to get out. Yep. So where was the workforce movement created? It wasn't created in Silicon Valley, and it wasn't created in Seattle. It was created in Pittsburgh and Detroit and Cleveland. We have a record of understanding and appreciating workers' rights. We created the union movement. We're the ones that made sure that the people who worked in the mines and worked in the mills were treated with not only respect, but the opportunity to break out of poverty and to move into the middle class. We not only built America, we built the middle class. And if there is an opportunity to have Amazon change its model from the Seattle model to the Pittsburgh model, where else would it be better for them to be to be able to prove and show to be a part of that? So, you know, there's a lot of criticism that we're not sharing the, the, the proposal. Yeah, I'm pissed. I want to know what you're willing to give them. So the proposal is based upon non disclosure agreements with private landowners and private developers, both of which would never have submitted, and we wouldn't have been able to submit a proposal if it were to be public because it's their secret sauce. It's how much they're charging per square foot. It's what their infrastructure plans are on their sites. It's how much they're willing to give to any developer in order to be able to see development happen. And every one of those plans fall within the community agreements that we've already agreed with, with the neighborhoods through years of agreement and sitting in church basements to work through it. It is exactly the same as every development that we work on in the city. If a developer or a company were to come to me and say, hey, we'd like to talk to you about locating in Pittsburgh, uh, and we're great with you releasing all the information, we would see no development in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. This is no different than any economic development deal that we've ever done. The only difference is it has a couple of extra zeros on it. And so I, I, I get... Yeah, but if you agreed to build a stadium for a football owner but then didn't tell us how much we were going to have to pay for it... Public land, public dollars, public... Uh, infrastructure owned by the public is compared to private land, private developer, potentially... So, so no part of the Amazon plan involves public lands? It's all private land? It's all dealing with 
all already developed and owned property? Yeah, yeah. Which makes it different. But than what about like, like the public? What about like the public transit promises that you're making? Stuff that we're going to have to come through to like you Negoti- know pay- negotiation. That will be part of. We'll see what Amazon. And basically, I, I view the proposal is that got us in the playoffs, and we're in the playoffs now. Right. That 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 uh, I expect that they went through 237 proposals. I expect that you know the proposal from Kansas City had some really good ideas in it that they may want to see in any of the other 20 proposals. I expect that the the proposal from Cincinnati had some good proposals in it that they're going to want to see. And the most important part with us is going to be how can you be flexible in your proposal, and then. If there is any public money, which we don't know if there will be any public money, but if there is, then it follows the same public process that every other development follows. Public hearings before city council, public meetings with the school board, public meetings with county council. If it involves the state, state legislature approvals and public votes and public input that follows every other development and to pull this one proposal out and say we're doing things differently is very unfair it's exactly how it works i mean i I met with two developers this week looking to locate not developers but companies this week looking to locate in pittsburgh but i don't put out press releases or say okay hey We'll meet on Thursday, and then I'm going to call uh, Marty Griffin in on uh, Thursday afternoon, and I'm going to give him everything that we talked about. If I ever did that, or if I did that for Amazon, you would see economic growth end in Western well, But then how do we know what, they did in, uh, what they've been offered in New Jersey or Illinois? Public land, public money, public development, and Governor Christie. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, Bill has no one. Governor Let's... Christie comparison there, Bowen. No, I'm not giving you one. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that to you. Mr. Mayor, I wanted to ask you, you said 50,000 jobs. How many of those jobs are going to go to Pittsburghers? Or I guess I'm asking how, how many of those jobs are already filled with people moving here or do they have incentives to hire local? How, how do you come Great to that number? question. And nobody asked that yesterday, by the way. Um, they are really, really big on workforce development. I mean, it, it was part of the proposal of how are you going to provide the people to take the jobs. Uh, they're not looking to, like, just uh, put up a uh, we're hiring sign around the world. They want to have a direct pipeline from the region that they're moving into to the jobs to fill it through the entire structure of the jobs. And talking about the wages, the average salary, the average salary for the 50,000 jobs is $100,000. So these are not warehouse jobs alone. They're every part of it that would be a component of running Amazon, which means there'd be film industry jobs. There would be jobs that would be based upon creating the product, manufacturing jobs, and everything else. So when we look at workforce development, we're not looking at it simply as Pittsburgh. We have buy-in from the 10 county commissioners, or the, the 10 counties, their commissioners are a component of it. 
that all signed on is being a part of our proposal to be able to be a part of the pipeline for development. And they're working through their uh, universities. Uh, we had support from the county executive of Erie County. Uh, we've had support from uh, West Virginia University. Uh, and obviously we have support from our local universities and community college. So what we're looking at is being really competitive on being able to provide talent and being in the category of the Austins and Bostons of our talent pipeline, but without the cost of living in those areas that you can't afford to live in. Are workers at Amazon allowed to unionize? Uh, haven't really looked into it. Seems like a big part of the the history of this area. Seems like something that you're going to want to make sure they can do. Hey, listen, and we've had this conversation before, and uh, look at the difference between Uber that is developing, you know, autonomous and shared vehicles in this city and investing hundreds of millions of dollars per year, and then Ford that has committed $5 billion dollars uh, or $1 billion of investment over five years. Ford has a system called Chariot, which is like a school bus for adults. You know, it, it, it works off of the uh, Uber system, and they know everybody works at this one location, and it comes, picks you up, and takes you to your workplace, and we're looking to bring that to Pittsburgh. All the drivers are W-2, not 1099s, and all the drivers are Teamsters. All the vehicles are made for people with needs. So if you have a wheelchair, you're able to access it. So Amazon's going to let them unionize if they work in Pittsburgh? We haven't gotten to that point yet. But uh, my, okay. my point is mm-hmm. is that Ford is a company that is a Rust Belt economy company that understands it. You don't have to have a phone with an app. You can use a, a dial for a rotary phone. You, you can use cash instead of a credit card if you don't have a credit card. They built a system that doesn't redline anybody, that is a system of transit that creates mobility for everybody. Uber, you have to have a, 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 a cell phone with an app and a credit card, and you can't get a wheelchair in the car. And So that, that sort of limits social mobility, not just um, uh, public transit mobility. So what I'm trying to say is, these Silicon Valley companies are based primarily on profit, and they see profit as the and and the and the customer as the ultimate goal. The companies that are based out of Detroit and out of Pittsburgh went through a hundred years of battles to understand that if it doesn't benefit society as a whole, it doesn't benefit society to invest in, and that will be a litmus test that we have with with um, um, Amazon. Okay, I need you. I, we're right, we, we're way over. I need you to bash Bob Nutting. I need you to put put out some sort of you know city proclamation that that guy's a jackass. Bob Nutting can't plow streets. <laughs> Bob Nutting shouldn't have managed the last minute with no attention to. Being able to win the game or tie the game. Yeah. Well, all right. Look, we can blame him for everything. I don't care. It was Bob Nutting's idea for the pothole thing. Bob Nutting. I don't know. At some look, point, I, isn't I, I, isn't I, I, he not living up to his end of the <laughs> of a bargain? 
that he had with his town. You mean that the, when we invested like $300 million of public tax dollars money into building a stadium and office building and all the other stuff? Right. So yeah. the lesson here is when you give rich people money, they just keep it. Jeff yeah, Bezos. People. By the way, Jeff Bezos, $100 billion heir or whatever, I mean, not exactly the conservative businessman model of yesteryear. Um, you look at like the Washington Post and read the. All right, wait, 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 we're running out of time. I don't want to bash Where will Bob the Nutting. Amazon Prime Stadium be put up? Yeah. <laughs> so we gave Bob Nutting three hundred million dollars, and he keeps yeah. all of the windfall of that. It and doesn't reinvest it in the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't yeah. there? Uh, you know, couldn't you put pressure on him at least to you know be a pain in his in his side? Uh, I'm pretty much am if you were following like the taxpayer money to build a new scoreboard, new LED lights at the stadium, wireless systems, and everything else, and making them stay accountable for fixing up their own apartment. But in, in the, th- the thing about managing the actual team, I would love to. There would be nothing greater than I could be to them to be the super general manager of the Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins. Um, but it sort of falls out of my job. I, my job is to make sure we put out fires and plow streets. I know. It just stinks, though. We we do have to get going. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And so, Great talk so, to you guys. Happy New Year. Happy uh, New right Year. on. Uh, meeting of important people. You going to go to their uh, 10th anniversary? Saturday night, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I plan to... We'll see what happens, but yes, I'm, I hope to. And the last concert that I was at was the Tom Petty Tribute. What an amazing group. I mean, local musicians knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that was a huge success. Kudos to Josh and everybody that threw that. Uh, two sold-out nights at Mr. Small's. Local Pittsburgh musicians coming together and uh, and celebrating a great artist. And, uh, and raising money for charity. Uh, yep, and we got a great uh, uh, artist coming up here. Chrome Moses is playing in our coffee house. we got to get going so we can get to them. All right, tell them I said hi. Mr. Mayor, always a pleasure. Thanks. Talk to you. We'll see you. How many babies are going to be born in, like, oh. af- afterwards? And you were like, oh, my God, what a relief. Yeah, in nine, in nine months, yeah. there's going to be a lot of babies being born. And, and if they're Hawaii babies, they hurt. Because they're, they're they're large individuals. <laughs> Hawaiians are kind of they got that like Samoan island thing into them, and that's I mean I I, I once dated a Samoan midget. She was five eight. You know that, that's <laughs> those things are gonna hurt coming out. That's not fun. <laughs> Dad, why is my name False Armageddon? <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Val Porter. News update for you right now on DVE. What's going on? Sure. It's 13 after 9 at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Good deal of sunshine today. Breezy and chilly, but warmer than yesterday. High of 37. Mostly clear tonight. We'll drop down into the upper 20s and then increasing clouds during the day Saturday. Good deal of sunshine, though. High temperature, 46. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. 27 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Sport Clips. A new NBC Wall Street Journal survey gives President Donald Trump a 39% approval rating. 
That is the lowest approval rating in the poll's history for a president after his first year in office. 51% of those questions said they strongly disapprove of Trump's performance. That's a record high for the NBC Wall Street Journal Journal poll. 57% say they don't approve of the president's job so far. The poll surveyed 900 people in the days following reports of Trump's controversial comments about people from Haiti and Africa a little more than a year ago in February of 2017. 44% uh, of people, or a little less than a year ago, 44% of people questioned in the same poll said they approved of the president's performance. 48% said they disapproved. So there is a Steelers tie to the Donald Trump Stormy Daniels affair. Mm-hmm. In the In Touch article, she said, quote, and this was this was after she had sex with Donald for the first time at that celebrity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe. She said, quote, I ended up leaving and the next night I saw him again at a party. It was in the downstairs of the hotel I was in and he was hanging out with Ben Roethlisberger. When I got there, he was already with him. He had Keith, his bodyguard, call me and ask me if I was coming. When I got there, I called Keith and he told me where he was sitting and he brought me over. And he was hanging out with Ben for a long time. A couple other people around, nobody famous, mostly people trying to hang on to them. Ben had just won the Super Bowl that year. Donald excused himself. He had to leave. I don't remember why. And he made Ben promise to take care of me. I stayed another 15 to 20 minutes and Ben Roethlisberger actually walked me up to my room that night because Donald told him to. Yeah, he walked me all the way to my hotel room. Uh, Big Ben with the handoff. Uh, fake news. He doesn't sneak. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Good thing he didn't try to run her to the outside. She would have got <laughs> tackled and never made it there. Pandot. That's that's extremely weird. Very weird. That's maybe one of the weirdest connections I've heard so far. That it's just after that first Super Bowl in Detroit. Well, I what am. What a magical time. At least the Steelers lost and he won't have to answer the questions in a. That is true. You know, press day at the Super away. Bowl. Oh, my God. Right. Imagine how he'd have to fend those questions off. That would be crazy because the AFC Championship, both quarterbacks would have direct ties to the president. You know, Brady's a big supporter, mm-hmm. he's the uh, Make mm-hmm. America Great Again guy. And didn't wasn't when Trump was campaigning in the area? Didn't he say he and Ben were friends? Yeah, and he said he ben. did, and I didn't believe him. I be, I believe that they hung which, out at golf yeah, tournaments, which might mean they met and hung out once. It doesn't necessarily mean they're pals. I thought he was just like he says him and Kim Jong Un. I'm a huge friends. fan right. of where they am I? Right, Iowa. People. I love the Hawkeyes. Hello, Springton. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is a it is a crazy story. To put it mildly. But, you know, he was just protecting uh, the porn star. Sure. Yeah. PennDOT is warning drivers to watch out for potholes. Allegheny County officials say crews have been out repairing roads this week after snow and ice caused asphalt to heave. Hot asphalt not available during the winter. So crews are forced to use cold patches, which is nothing more than a temporary fix. But I've seen some doozies. Dude, I hit a pothole that was... it. It shook the entire car so much that I got, I slammed my car into park and got out and yelled at the pothole. That's hilarious. What's wrong with you? What? Come on. This is a main road. A new study suggests simply breathing 
might spread the flu virus. No, Researchers at San Jose State University and UC Berkeley say you could catch the flu just by breathing the air of an infected person. The, it's not like a cough or a sneeze, just breathing the same air. Oh, good. The study was conducted during the 2012-2013 flu season. It found keeping surfaces clean, washing your hands, and avoiding people's coughs or sneezes may not be enough to avoid the virus. According to researchers, influenza can be t- uh, detected in a person's breath, making it an airborne virus. Health experts say, stay home and avoid public places if you are sick with the flu. I'm starting to think we should all just be walking around in gas masks. Right. I mean, there's a potential for a nuclear hit anyways. Why not just preempt the whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) Protect yourself. The 24th Screen Actors Guild Awards will take place this Sunday to honor the best achievements in film and television in 2017. The biggest contender in film this year is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's up for four awards, including Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture and Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role. Lady Bird nominated for three. Mudbound, The Big Sick, Get Out, I, Tanya, and The Shape of Water are all nominated for two. Shape of Water is really good. In television, Big Little Lies and Stranger Things both uh, getting four nods. And for the first time, all the awards will be handed out by women. Producers said the decision to have only female presenters was made in recognition of the growing women's movement in Hollywood. The all-female group includes Maya Rudolph, Mandy Moore, Olivia Munn, Gina Rodriguez, and SAG-AFTRA President Gabrielle Carteris. Kristen Bell will serve as host. It will take place at the Shrine Auditorium in L.A. this Sunday and will air on TBS and TNT. Breezy, sunny, warmer, upper 30s for the high today. It's 27 at DVE. Point Park University stage, the Primandies, DVE Coffee House, Chrome Moses there today. Joe, TJ, and Clarence making up uh, the, uh, the the trio Chrome Moses. What's up, guys? How are you? What's up, What's man? up, man? Tonight, Club Cafe. Yep. Now, this is the late show, correct? Yeah, yeah, this is the late slot. So the doors are at 10 o'clock for this one, and you're playing with a band that is uh, a band that I am super excited about. Outside, inside. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a cool, cool show for fans that like some rock and roll. Yeah, if you want to rock the f out, this is a, <laughs> a hell of a show to go to. Uh, Chrome Moses and Outside, Inside. This is going to be a, this is a uh, not easy on the eardrums kind of show. No, no, especially not for Club Cafe. <laughs> yeah, Clarence is uh, Clarence helps that out. Yeah. What's that? Clarence, yeah, he's good. At, we call him Clarence the Thunder Grant back here. There you go. That's all right, man. Well, rock out in that. We want to hear it. Outside Inside is uh, is a great band with some great musicians. Uh, Chrome Moses, uh, much the same, and you're about to hear proof of that. What do you guys got for us? It's a tune called A-Stop. A-Stop. It's Chrome Moses on DVE. Yeah. yeah. Chrome Moses tonight. Nice. With Outside Inside at Club Cafe. Doors at 10 for that show. And uh, check it out. Support local Pittsburgh music. Joe, TJ, and Clarence make up the group. Chrome Moses sounded great this morning. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Right on. Tim Benz filling in next. Did you walk Stormy Daniels to her room and then come down to the studio to do this? I hear she's uh, up for the wide receivers job opening for the coaching role now that Randy Fittner has been promoted. So mm, definitely not tight ends. Tom. DVE Sports. 
All right, Pursuit out today. Tim Benz filling in with a uh, sports update for you right now on the DV Morning Show. Benzie, thanks for uh, picking up the slack, no pun intended, the last couple of days here. Absolutely. Glad to do it. Brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. We'll start with the Pens winning in Los Angeles 3-1. Patrick Hornquist scored twice. Evgeny Malkin also scored in the third. Casey DeSmith gets his first NHL start and his first win, 28 saves on 29 shots. Winning feels so good. You know, the team's in a playoff hunt, so... I'm ha- so happy that I could do my part. Long journey from third goal in Wheeling, and that's kind of crazy. So in shock, but it feels good. Mike Sullivan, very happy with the Evgeny Malkin line lately. Haggy and Horny are, are very conscientious two-way players. I think Haggy brings a lot of speed. If they get caught in the offensive zone, he tends to catch the rush. So he, he does a lot defensively for that line and offensively just by chasing pucks down. And Gino's just a dangerous threat every time he's on the ice. He's, uh, he's such a prolific goal scorer. I think it encourages him a little bit to shoot the puck more when he's not playing, say, with a guy like Phil. who's You know, Haggy and Horny to me sounds like a Stormy Daniels porn when she gets really old. <laughs> like a gilf porn or something like that. Haggy and Horny. Pens the play buddy it. cop movie nobody <laughs> asked for. It's the third most popular Pornhub search. After gigantism. After gigantism. Pens play at 8 against the Sharks tomorrow on the X. By the way, it's 8 Eastern. Uh, Pens have now won 4 of 5. You know, I was disappointed when the mayor came on. You opened the door. You gave him a chance. The mayor just wouldn't walk through when you asked him about Bob Nutting. Yeah, I don't know why he was... Uh dancing around that. I heard him on Adam Crowley's show last night on ESPN Pittsburgh, and this is what he said when he was asked about the PNC Park lease. Can, can we make Bob Nutting sell the team? Can we make this happen? So there have been so many people on Twitter who are very, very serious about this in asking me to go through the lease to find out if there were any conditions that were presented since the use of public money was involved that would require... Um, a performance basis, and there aren't. So it's actually gotten to the point where the mayor is looking through the lease again to see if anything has been violated by the Pirates. And then, I want this team been... kicked off campus. Find something. That's right. Look through their chapter and figure it out. The pierogies are walking down the bike lanes in shame right now. There's a little-known codicil in the North Shore Stadium province. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the real... Fact of it is, we can't do anything about we it. Can. He, we already uh, gave him the, the the funding for the stadium years ago. He has made himself blisteringly rich as a result. Can we sue for pain and suffering? His blisters from counting all the money uh, and uh, money we, blisters. Yeah, we don't have any recourse here except one. Don't go to the games. Don't go to the games. And then if you don't go to the games, they will continue to slash payroll. And if they continue to slash payroll, they will continue to have fewer fans and maybe it gets to the point where, yes, they do sell and they do it in time while the park is still um, within the span of its lease that it makes sense. What Tim is saying is it has to get worse before it can get better. Right. Let's make it worse. I I think baseball, more than any other sport, um, always succeeds based on just the ritual of going to a game because it's so multi-generational. You can take your parents. You could take your kids. You can bring your dogs on certain nights. They count just on the, that. The, just having They count nothing, towards attendance, actually, sometimes. Having yeah. nothing to do with the product on the field, the actual ritual of going to a game is what I think most people have a hard time letting go of. Here's the rant I was hoping the mayor would get into. I, I feel exactly how everyone else feels. 
at the very times that it seemed like we were right at the door, we didn't see what other small market teams saw, which was that big investment. And now with the contracts coming up, all we're seeing is another five-year or seven-year plan. You know, it's, at some point you gotta you got to just say this is the team. We're going to go out. We're going to get that left-handed pitcher. We're going to go out. We're going to get the left fielder. But it seems like even when we were really close, we never did that. You almost went full Batman there. Write the check. <laughs> this is the team. Write the check. Yep. Almost went Michael Keaton. <laughs> um, as far as football goes, ESPN is doing Vegas over-unders. The Steelers are even money to win. What do you think? I think they're definitely going to win 11. There you go. Over 10.5. They said it even money over 10.5, minus 120 to go under. So the payout's a little bit more to go under the number. It'll be a two-game drop anyway. Um, the Steelers replaced Todd Haley with Randy Feetner. He is the uh, wide receivers, excuse me, the quarterback's coach who's now become the OC to take over for Todd Haley. Now, this is sort of a upon further review thing. Let's go back in the time machine a couple days to David DeCastro and what he had to say when he was asked about, can the Haley and Ben relationship survive one more year? Dave, the relationship you guys have with Todd, is that, do you describe it as a good relationship? What's, what's that? Yeah, it's a great, we had a great great room, great room on offense, all you guys get along well. Do you feel like you guys have the right nucleus in place to keep Yeah, no going? question. Yeah, we do. Got a good group of guys, so um, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, the business is tough, so we'll see. When the calls are coming in, are you getting a confidence in the huddle that the quarterback wants to run them enough or they're checking out too much? I mean, I could care less. You know, like I said, I'm not about drama and what's being called and who's who likes to play, who doesn't. You know, I just get a play called and I go try to block the best of my ability. I've always just focused on my job and you know, I don't get caught up in that stuff. You go back now and with perspective, you hear how DeCastro's talking there. Very much was a sense of, I'm not going to speak out of turn and just in case he comes back, I'm not going to say anything that's going to look bad in 72 hours, but you could hear it there. They, they knew what was probably Tough coming. business. I'm not getting involved in that. Right, exactly. Yep. Um, and then lastly here, uh, this is for Slack, just give you the rundown of what's going on tonight and this weekend. Uh, College Hoops pit at Duke, 4 o'clock tomorrow. Duquesne hosts George Mason at 4.30. RMU at Wagner after beating Sacred Heart last night. Pursuit and I are on the 970 ESPN call for RMU hockey against Bentley at the Island Sports Center. And UNC Wilmington plays Towson tomorrow. Ooh. They lost to the College of Charleston last night, 80-76. to Go Seahawks, Slack, and congratulations. Slack's new home, Wilmington, North Carolina. He is uh, headed down there to, is it 97, 98 Rock? 98-7, yeah. 98-7 Rock in uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Will Slack will have his own morning show. So what a They grow up so thing. fast. They do grow up so fast. Will you take your pro-Bengal propaganda to Wilmington by any yeah. chance? Yeah, probably. Uh, just so you know, Tim, we're also the flagship of NC State Wolfpack, not actually the UNC Dub team. So. Oh, well, sorry to offend. I was just going for the local regionalization there. I appreciate the, it. Go Wolfpack. Yeah. He's definitely taking some Steelers and some Pirates gear down you get there, some too. Syracuse tickets for the game in Raleigh? You hook me up? All right. The finest Cincinnati sports talk North Carolina has to offer. <laughs> 98 show up in his perfect jersey. Seven Rock. What did we do? In Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, congratulations. We'll be saying awesome, uh, farewell all, all next week to Slack and uh, and uh, s- sending him off in style. You're the first producer in a while that actually kept moving up the ranks here. Everyone else just quits the business because they can't take it. <laughs> you guys have put me off this forever. I can see why. <laughs> TV morning show. It's creepy how much you like that car. 
You really like it. I think it's a my lot. car, man. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got a voice activated start. That's how I start it every day. I get in and I go, oh. <laughs> Starts right up. Vulture.com took a look at 17 sitcom families and they figured out how much they would make household income in today's dollars. All right. The Brady Bunch, a California architect with 10 to 14 years of experience, right around 90 grand. That's a lot for six kids and Alice. Now, yeah, I know. If All you, that fresh cut meat from the butcher shop with if, Sam? Ooh. They said that yeah, Mrs. Brady had house. occasional freelance checks. I don't remember her freelancing What anything. was she doing? Who? She did Carol? a Tide commercial one time. Or a, uh, Are we counting that? Yeah, she did that one commercial. That's about it. Maybe she got some residuals. I think she sewed once. Or am I thinking of the Kitty Carry All episode where she Poss- fixed the doll? Possibly. The Cosby <laughs> Show, original plan, was for the Huxtables to be a blue-collar family. It didn't end up happening. As an obstetrician in private practice in New York City, Cliff... Could expect to pull in about 250k a year. There you go, Claire, partner at a law firm. She'd make at least that much. But then you have to factor in the court costs, yeah, and everything. They missed a big opportunity there to make him a blue collar worker, keep her as a lawyer, and then I mean, think of all the you know the opposites attract thing. Sure. Two different worlds, all in the family. Lifelong union job that Archie Bunker had back in those days. You know, it's kind of become a thing of the past. Today, a loading dock foreman can make around fifty grand a year, while Edith adds around $12 an hour as a part-time caretaker. I don't remember doing that. crying out loud, Edith. Great pension, though. These days, the Jeffersons, the owner of a dry cleaning business, can expect to take in around thirty grand per cleaner. So George Jefferson's chain of seven would net him more than two hundred grand a year. Wow. He's raking. I saw a place up in Arlington. Uh, when I was driving through, coming back from the south side, and they had just opened a cleaner, and they had free dryers for a week. And it was packed. <laughs> so it was a laundromat. <laughs> yeah. Not a dryer. A bunch cleaner. of people just dollying out the the dryers. Hey, these are free for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Taking these back to my house. My buddy's got to pick up. <laughs> bring them back in a week. What about Peter Griffin? What about the Griffins? They have. Uh, I don't know if that's in here. Uh, Everybody loves Raymond. Ray's character was a sports reporter at a real newspaper called Newsday. The job pays ninety grand a year. Uh, really? <laughs> Gotta go there. Doubtful. Roseanne. Dan and Roseanne bounce around a variety of different jobs during season one. Roseanne worked on the assembly line at a plastics company. That's about eighteen bucks an hour, if that existed. She later quit and landing landed a waitressing gig, two dollars an hour plus twit tips uh she eventually opened a restaurant but profit margins in the restaurant industry are razor thin meanwhile what did dan do dan spent most of the show as a freelance contractor about 50k a year i just remember him laying on the couch a lot homer simpson nuclear power operator anything there um again tim i didn't do roseanne this. is cart- roseanne is back the cartoons are the interesting ones yeah well they're not in here uh this is all sitcoms fresh prince of bel-air uncle phil Started the uh, show Rest as a law peace. firm partner. Yep, Aunt Viv's a professor at UCLA. That pays around two hundred grand. Uh, Uncle Phil made millions. Married with children. Al Bundy, twelve thousand oh. dollars a year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the women's shoes. Right, shoe salesman. Twenty thousand in two, uh, 2018 money. 
Should have stayed with James K. Polk High School football fame and gone on to big time. <laughs> and Peg didn't work, right? Uh, no, never. How did they survive on that? Uh, they didn't very well. Kelly did that. Uh, she did some modeling for the new Elante. Was a car? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. right. The yeah. new Elante. <laughs> oh yeah. Family ties. <laughs> Stephen was the manager of a PBS station. Elise was an architect. Both jobs would pull in around a hundred grand today. Malcolm in the middle. Nobody really knew what Hal did. He was said to work in systems management. They get they're guessing around a hundred grand a year. Uh, modern family. They're all they're all rich. It's all modern rich people. They don't have to compute that. It's yeah. still on. Family <laughs> matters. Harriet was the elevator operator for Chicago Chronicle and later became the head of security for the paper, which would probably pay in the high five figures today. Later, she started working at a department store as a customer service manager uh, before being promoted to head of sales. About a hundred k. What did Jeannie make for being a genie in I Dream of Jeannie? Great, great question. No idea. Home improvement, <laughs> medium salary for a TV or radio host, $55,000. And as the host of Tool Time, which was the fourth most popular cable-based tool show in all of Michigan, it's about what he would have made. What did Al make? I always wondered that. Suits out of the skin of people that he <laughs> dismembered in his basement? <laughs> Just a guess. So there you go. I don't know. Richest cartoon, but that wasn't Richie Rich. Not Homer. Nuclear I mean, power plant operator. That's a pretty highly specialized skill. I mean, no? George George Jetson was raking. And it I in. don't know if Peter Griffin would have made more at the toy factory or at the brewery. Like what pays more? Probably the toy factory, right? These are all good questions. Yeah, I'm going to ponder these all weekend long. Ponder, pondering further, my friend, because there is no real answer. That's it for us. We do want to thank Brad Williams. He's at the Improv all weekend long. Great to see Brad. He's really funny in person, too. He's really He's hilarious. He's a really good, good dude. Um, thanks to Bill Peduto, Mr. Mayor Bill Peduto, and Chrome Moses. Check them out tonight at Club Cafe. That's an awesome show. Yeah, they were great. Outside, inside, on the bill as well. And uh, that's a band uh, I'm super excited about. It's kind of an all-star band. Uh, Dave Wheeler and uh, James Hart, a part of that. Oh, nice. So, yeah, just Kill it. He's, he, James Hart, that's your boy from yeah, way back. Yeah, I grew up with him. Yeah, Sandbox stuff. Uh, so that's the Chrome Moses show at Club Cafe tonight. I'll be at, uh, I'm going to go to the Meeting of Important People show tomorrow night. The 10th anniversary of just about the greatest bunch of songwriter, collection of songs ever as far as I'm concerned. Josh is, I, I just think, a genius with a great, great band. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Buckle Downs are on that one. Uh, nice. And then there's a big uh, all Pittsburgh show also tonight at uh, Mr. Small's. Tons of local music. If you want to get the buckle downs, my Greenfield buddies. That's no. Kiki's band. Okay. <laughs> they have a song they about the not, run. If you don't know where they're from, they may they not be your buddies. Do they have a song about the run. No, that's uh, that's um, uh, John Bentley Hardware Company. Yes. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Different group of guys. Different group of guys. Point being. There's all of that local music. There's local comedy. Tomorrow night's show at the Arcade Comedy Theater. Dave Bracey, Ed Bailey, their Drinking Partners podcast present a night of comedy there. And uh, they've got some uh, some great comics on the bill, including our friend Matt Light, who was here earlier. Yep. So uh, there you go. Tons of stuff. Bill, you got anything? Nope. Val, you got anything? Nope. Benzie? Uh, tonight, Island Sports Center, Pursuit of If He's Healthy Enough, and I will be doing the uh, hockey game on ESPN Pittsburgh, Robert Morris and Bentley. Yeah, we gave him the strict... 
don't bring that flu in here. I don't know if he had flu. He had eaten a fish sandwich that was like Moby Dick on bread at our RMU show on Tuesday. I don't know if that was flu or maybe food poisoning. I think, well, yeah, I think from no, he time didn't get sick till yesterday. So his what? diet and, and drinking habits might just <laughs> shut him down for a few days. The Miller Lite flu is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we go out with this as we think about the potential for Hulk Hogan, who's announced he may run for Senate. Senator Hogan. We'll always have this. You, you no, sir. I, I do not have a ten-inch penis. No, I do not. Okay. Seriously. Well, then how do you plan on being our next senator? (laughs)